welcome to the Bros Who Think Podcast, starring your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Boris Hall, a.k.a. Brooklyn, and Adam Schubert, this week's special guest, comedian, Savannah DeZarmo. Well, we got a lot to get into today, fellas, so without further ado, take it away, Lyndon. Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy DeWitts, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 105. Ooh, 105. I like the divisible by five because that just shows we're getting closer and closer to 200, but it's probably going to be two more years from now. Jesus Christ. But joining me as always is my co-host and my brothers, starting off, Mr. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, how you doing today, my brother? Uh, you already know what to do, Lynn. Another day, another dollar can't complain, baby, you know. Cool, and how's, how's Oklahoma doing? Give us a little quick update. Uh, it's doing a little bit better now. It's doing a bit better, you know what I'm saying? I had myself a nice little weekend last week. We're going to spend the details, but I had myself a nice little weekend, you feel me? Just know, your boy, he's trying to get back into the swing of things and be a single, so. Trying to get back uh-huh. into the game. I know what that means. <laughs> but also joining us is Mr. Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing, my brother? Yo, I'm just so excited for MechaCon this weekend because I need to slow the game down. Ooh, shooting <laughs> down people. Yo, Schubert, can I say, say like uh, a little bit of your business? Like what? <laughs> for jo- just like just how you've been yeah, going on man, I don't dates. think anyone's listening. All right, like, bro, Schubert's dating, going on multiple dates. With multiple people. He's just been dating around. My guy's been in the game, B. Like, real talk. Like, super deep in the game right now. Like, I've been, I've been watching Drake and Josh, so you could pretty much say that I'm being Drake right now. You know how that dude had a different <laughs> girl every episode? That's, that's... He's, he's been on his Drake and Josh vibe thing for a while now. It's been he, a couple weeks. Bro. Yeah, uh, it's been the like, whole thing. It's been like this for three weeks now. Schubert is just living, living life. But, yes, ladies and gentlemen, for everybody listening, Schubert and I also, as well as Krissa, SJE rapper and co-host of Anime Talk will be at MechaCon this weekend, the anime convention in New Orleans. I'm having our merch made as we speak. We'll be having merch on. We'll, we'll be talking to you guys, the fans, doing a questionnaire. And if you answer some of the questions correctly, enough of them, and you, and we'll give you a shirt and give you some other prizes. So be on the lookout for us at in New Orleans MechaCon. Sorry for no anime talk this week because we were preparing for MechaCon. We're going to have one for you the following week, as well as the week after to get back on schedule. I'm going to give you two in a row. But also, we're going to have some bros who binge stuff. So I'm excited for that this weekend. We went to MechaCon last year, and I, and I must say, Schubert, I think it was a success, everything that we got done over there. Well, I think it's going to be even better now that we kind of know what to expect. What to do. Yeah, what yeah. to expect. No need to bring the camera. We got all of our equipment. We got merch. We know, like, where everything is. We're going to be able to go talk to some of the actors who are speaking. I'm excited, man. This is going to be a good little vibe. Brooklyn, I already told your ass if you was in, in the boot, you know Look, the Beignet boys would be rocking. Yeah, you already know how I'd say y'all would have needed somebody to, you know, to do the other stuff while y'all was handling business. And I could have been that person, but, you know. <laughs> Beignet Boys know. 2021. Already, we oh, already out here. And I got to I gotta <laughs> mail you the merch. For everybody listening, the version one of the merch will be coming soon. So look, we will. the way we're doing this is Capsule One, I'm going to give some merch out to the people. Then once Capsule Two drops, Capsule One is an exclusive drop. The uh, first, 50, like I said, if you subscribe to the channel, 
If you subscribe to the uh, SoundCloud, if you subscribe to the YouTube, make sure you do that ASAP or follow the Twitter. We're going to pick from the Twitter, the SoundCloud, the YouTube, and the iTunes at random different people. And we're going to pick about like five to ten winners. And they will be the only people to get the exclusive Capsule One. I think that's a great deal, Brooklyn. Which I, I think can't, I can't argue with that. So like yeah. I, we're gonna we're gonna give Capsule One once we get the Twitter up to about I think we're at like uh, three hundred something followers. Once we get it to like five hundred something followers, we're gonna do a pull, and then like everybody who subscribed, we're gonna pull from random the followers on the Twitter, the SoundCloud, the iTunes, and the YouTube, and we're gonna give y'all. Uh, versions of Capsule 1, but don't fret for everybody else. Capsule 2 will be dropping around uh, October-ish because Capsule 1 is going to be from August to September, Capsule 2, October to December, and then we're going to start the new year off with Capsule 3. But can't go into any further details than that, but you'll be able to see a preview of Capsule 1 this weekend at MechaCon. I'm so excited, finally, after all these months of hard work, the merch is ready, man. I'm excited. Nobody pumped about the merch? Oh, I thought you was going to say something else. I, honestly, no. I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I thought it froze for a second. No. So I went in my pocket to look at my phone. I was like, what I thought is we it? lost the connection because you stopped talking. <laughs> I was like, what Well, is I can't be excited because I ain't going to get it just yet. But I know it looks super hot fire. And you already know your boy going to be out in the clubs wearing his merch. So you ain't got to worry about me. Huh, I know. I didn't think you had something else to say, and I thought we lost the connection. That's why. No, I no, no, no. We ain't lose no connection. We out here. I just making sure y'all ain't, uh, y'all ain't forget about the merch. You no, I didn't merch, forget. Bro. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you're gonna have been talking about it for a exclusive. while, and I've been, uh, and I was, I was fixing to just do it myself. So, oh look at shit! Look, look at that. that. He's about but to be in the dust, big I, dog. But I, feel, I feel him though, because it's like we've been like I've been. First, it was art problems. Then it was having to get a new artist. Then we had to get another artist. I'm not going to say nobody's names, but like, just, it just became a lot of problems. And then finally I got with Mike. It was everything was ready to go. I had to save up the capital because right. we had to get the funds together. But the funds are straight now. Shout out to our investor, 100. Bros who, bros who thinks out here, baby. But Lil Reds was supposed to come on this week, our, our uh, intern. He was just in the car and his connection wasn't too far. Lil Reg will be back next week because we have a segment with him getting to know Gen Z with Lil Reg. Shout out to our guy. Shout out to Justin uh, BP last week for coming on the Bros Who Think podcast. We really appreciate him. Subculture Vulture, we shout out to, shout out to our guy. Me and Schubert will be going on his podcast, I believe, uh, this, next week. So be on the lookout for that. But this week's guest on the BWT pod is comedian from New York, from well, she's originally from Lafayette, Louisiana, but she now lives in New York City. Miss Savannah Desarmo. I interviewed her over the weekend. Super dope conversation about the state of comedy, about her comedy, and about all kind of stuff. So be on the lookout for that coming up shortly. But let's get into this week's topics, my brothers. So we're going to start off with, look, I've been listening to some hip-hop. Some stuff's been dropping. But I wanted to start off this conversation. This episode is going to be a lot of conversation-based discussions because not a lot of stuff happened in the news, but the stuff that did happen formed a conversation. So I don't know if you saw Brooklyn when Blueface was talking at on Breakfast Club about how he's the best lyricist. 
Everybody saw that. Bro. Okay, come on, boom. he's crazy, bro. You, you saw the little Tekka video that that was coming around. How little Tekka is that genius, and it's a clip of all his lyrics, and he's like, "Oh, uh, I don't have no Glocks. I don't have no guns. I don't have. Uh, oh no, I didn't go to France. I don't have a Rari. I don't even have a license. Uh, I'm not fucking all these bitches." It was just all the lyrics he said he was doing. He was like, "Nah, man, I don't do any of that." So I wanted to ask the question of, is the state of hip hop in a in a state of worrisome because it seems the artists that are out and about that are getting the shine and the accolades are not being artistically credible and are not being honest with the fans as well as I think we might need to shift our dollar elsewhere. Uh, I don't think so because I don't, I mean, I don't think it's in a a bad state because I'll, I'll say it like this. There's a lot of dudes back in the day that was talking about murder and these niggas ain't never held a gun. There's a lot True. of dudes back in the day that was talking about cooking up crack and ain't never, never, ever touched the Pyrex with the uh, baking soda. So what? I feel like this is it's the it's the genre. You feel me? Because like it started off with people telling stories about other people doing it in the hood, and then when they realized how much more profitable and marketable it made them to put themselves in the forefront, credit to G Unit. Because if it wasn't for Fifty and them being actual gangsters. They wouldn't have con- people wouldn't have continued that trend, but because yeah. when they seen the G Unit and, and the games and the video games and how marketable it was, everybody else who wasn't about that life started doing that shit. So it's been going on like that since about I gave it maybe even like 15 years. It's been going on like that. Yeah, I know, but it's just it seems even worse now, and maybe that's because of social media and we're hearing more of these people speak. It is, yeah. And, like, because maybe I wasn't alive in the 90s and in the early 2000s wasn't following hip-hop as close to where I was reading, like, Vibe magazine. I didn't really start following hip-hop until I got to, like, high school where I could get on the internet and and follow the blogs. But at that point, when something came out that someone was faking it, it was like, oh, no, we shun that person. Well, yeah, I mean... Like, the last person I know you remember the blog era was was Troy F. Yeah, I mean, but even before that, the last person to get shunned really... I mean, I wouldn't say they shunned him because he's still out making music, but when um, when 50, you know, exposed Rick Ross, yeah, oh, his, his credibility went down a lot. Like, let's, he ain't have a, a number one album since then. So do you think, okay, because I want to talk about this, because I, I had a new perspective listening to Joe Budden's podcast, and because I'm re-watching The Wire, when I watched The Wire, I was younger, and now being older, I'm watching it, and I'm getting, like, a, a newfound appreciation for it. I literally watched season one in a day, season two the next day. Like, it's been, it's been some sick shit going on with Linden streaming <laughs> stuff right now. Real sick shit. But, so, but, no, okay, so, look, in that show, it showed the correctional officers dealing drugs to some of the people being a kingpin in there, not re- just doing the correctional officers thing as a job, but doing things on the side. And then on Joe Budden's podcast... Uh, Maul was talking about how if you know anything about jail, you could know how corrections officers could be like that. So that really, over the past two days, my whole concept of the whole correctional officer of Rick Ross has changed. Well, I don't, I, I'm not going to say it 100% changed, but it definitely opened my eyes to maybe he could have been one but of those he correction... Wasn't. He wasn't, mm. though, because 50 got people that was inside the jail that oh, he yeah, used to work at to say, you know, that he wasn't one of those dudes. Like, because there is, you know what I'm saying, that there is dudes like that, for sure. There's definitely dudes that's correctional officers that take advantage of the system. 100%. We humans, like I told Shuby before we started, humans are savages, and they vultures, and they take advantage of any situation they can. So yeah. them doing that does not surprise me, but Rick Ross wasn't one of them. And when, you know, when he did that, 
his he fell off a little bit because it was like after like Teflon Don and shit like that. After Teflon Don, he hadn't really came out with an album that the whole album really like blew you away. He had a couple of songs, you know, Can't Hold Me Back and all these, you know, a couple of songs here and there that were good. But as a complete project, after 50 exposed him, ain't nobody really worked with Ross on that kind of level. It was just like, we thought he was gangster, and now is now the, the, the narrative is Rick Ross is a great businessman. Yeah, which is true. yeah. Which is yeah, true. And he a mogul. And we it, saved it, it because we had true. to. But see, isn't that cr- America, man, so forgiving, and narratives can change quick. Because it sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. And and Rick Ross, I'm like like you said, he was down for a minute and he just switched it to being a mogul. Yeah, had so, no choice. They didn't leave him no choice. Yeah, he was like, so, I can so, either get him, shoot. So what do you so what I'm trying to gather what all this whole conversation is. So pretty much people were on Rick Ross for not being hard enough. Well, no, no, no. He no, was no, no. saying that he was doing all this stuff, like he was like talking about him selling drugs and and he wasn't his facts. Yeah. His, uh, his what's the word? Uh, his car facts didn't yeah, add up to what it, what he was saying that he was doing. Was yeah, he just he was saying say- it in public, or was he just saying it? In his he music? was just saying no, it in his he, music. Well, no, he was saying it at Brooklyn. Well, yeah, he no, was yeah, he was saying it regardless. Yeah, like, yeah it was just yeah. it was just the I narrative around him. It was like he was he was saying he was this big drug dealer, Rick Ross, and then we find out he's a correction officer working in a jail, not being this dude. But that's why I brought it to Brooklyn. Maybe he could have been drug dealing in the jail as a correction officer doing that shit on the side. But, but then 50 exposed him and 50 was just like, he him. wasn't about that. Like, he didn't do that. Why did he, he expose him? Because oh, 50 cents, 50 cents. Cent. Yeah, Come man. on, Shube. You got, he's an asshole. He, 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 he don't, don't even need to get nothing out of it. He don't need to get nothing out of it. He just likes to expose people. He asked the other day, 50 Cent right now has this trend going on Instagram talking about you better pay Fofty back because all these people have not been paying him back. And now he's going on Instagram saying you bet exposing them, making them pay him back or you're going to whoop their ass like he's been doing that for months. He's been trying to embarrass people for years. The first person he's he officially embarrassed oh, ja when he first came out was Ja Rule. <laughs> and and I, think ja, I think ja Rule, ja Rule can embarrass himself just. Yeah, right. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, if you know you ain't got the. the why was this to Ja Rule at a time up? like this? <laughs> like, why would you back yourself up? Why would you, like, you know, hype yourself up to go against 50 if you know that there's holes in your story that he can poke at? And look, like, but I'm saying. It doesn't make sense. Ja Rule made great music, man. Yeah, that beef really messed him up because he was he was hood Drake before he was hood Drake. Like honestly, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. Like when Fifty come at you, bro, your career don't be looking the same after. And Fifty come, you poor young buck getting it right now, man. I feel bad for that dude because if he really is uh, LGBTQ, that sucks. That Fifty Cent doing that to him, like on some real. Shit, 50 like, don't care though, bro. 50 he don't, don't care. He don't give he, a rat's ass. He really so, does not. We talk about like uh, yeah, we talk about young blue the, the blue, not young blue, uh, uh, blue face, blue face. And yeah, and how how hip hop is showing. We're seeing some of these expo- uh, these people expose themselves. But in terms of blue face, him saying he's the best lyricist is just is just. I, yeah, and I he's get, just saying stuff just to be on. You know, he on Breakfast Club. Let me just say some dumb shit. I, I get he came at Charlemagne with the fact that Charlemagne doesn't listen to his music. And I and before I did this conversation, I would listen to his stuff. And I'll say this: Blueface, his wordplay is interesting. I'm not gonna say he's the best lyricist out of this new generation because there's the baby, there's Rico Nasty. She, man, look, 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 look. Like, fuck all that. You don't even gotta name nobody. He don't rap on Blueface. Blueface used to be a fucking athlete. 
He's not the best <laughs> lyricist. No, like not at all. Because he was never working on that crap. That was never his thing. He never worked on that. Like Blueface is wild, and like I'll give him, he has interesting wordplay. But the fact that he rapping off beat throws me off of his songs off rip. Like the moment I look like when I heard uh, Blueface, baby, uh, what, what the fuck, uh, the, not Tatiana, the other one. Uh, I, I don't uh, know all the names. Uh, the me one, neither. They all got like one word anyway. Yeah, but it, it's it's the second single. Might have been studio he, or some other shit like that or something. Whatever, some dumb whatever, shit. whatever the second single was when he came on, I was like. This nigga sound crazy off beat. Is that just me or is that? He's like, doing it on purpose too. Like he think it's funny. That's He's my like, thing. Bring it back in. I'm not gonna be on beat. Like what? Like I'm the I'm I'm the champion of the West. I'ma just shoot you in the vest. Like and, and just all of and just will say a whole sentence and then like the the beat'll hit and then the sentence is um, instead of going to the next stanza to get on beat, he's still going with the old flow. It's just like bro. You, this shit is uncomfortable to listen to. And on top of that, <laughs> like, my G, you're not really saying nothing crazy. <laughs> like, it's real uncomfortable to listen but to. I don't think I don't think the narrative has changed though when it comes to hip hop. There's always gonna be dudes out here lying. It's just that, like you said, we were younger before, and and even not only were we younger, the internet was younger. You feel me? Yeah. We got so much more access to these artists that we didn't have back in the day. And like I always say to my mom and them. When they talk about their old school heads, bro, they had social media and all them motherfuckers was getting arrested for doing coke and demanding yeah. violence. Y'all wouldn't have fucked with all of them the way y'all did. So the like, Eisen brothers carried blades on them. Yeah, like, you know uh, what I'm saying? Everybody was doing boogie sugar, you feel me? Everybody was beating their old lady. So like for me, it's just like it's just not crazy. The internet is older now and is exposing motherfuckers more, but they've always been faking the funk, baby. They've always yeah. been faking the funk. True, true, true. Show a new song dropped from Big Sean. Let me get the name of it, but I, I definitely listened to I it. I think it was Overtime. Yeah, Overtime. Okay, Brooklyn, what'd you think of the song? I think it was some trendy shit, and I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, okay, look. It sounded like he was trying to sum up the year 2019 in one song. It started <laughs> off kind of hard, like, I'm not gonna lie, but then when the beat kind of transitioned, I was like, I don't know if I'm feeling this flow There was with the too beat. many new 2019 references in that song. It made me uncomfortable. It was like he said. He said, "Hot girl summer." He made yeah. a joke about Kawhi Leonard's laugh. He uh, he said he said messed up that happened in this year. And I'm like, Big Sean, what are you trying to do? Because if you're trying to catch on to the young kids, you needed to hit up like murder beats or something. Because this ain't it. Because yeah, it was just go like, sit. He need to go. He need to go down to New Orleans and sample another bounce artist because clearly that's the hot shit this summer. It's, it's sample of us. Uh, Sample of old uh, Magnolia Shorty song. Yeah, but my thing is, it's like, it started off super hard. Why he didn't keep... Like, I get you trying to make it for the radio, but, like, bro, you're at this point in your career where you're Big Sean. If you yeah, drop you didn't need to make hard, that for the radio. Exactly. Like, why didn't you keep the first part of the beat the same? Like, that's the thing with some of these producers. And and with the Nas... I know we're not talking about the Nas uh, Lost Tapes, and he definitely redeemed himself with some of those songs. And... With, with like for example with P Rock with the uh, song he did for Nas on the Lost Tapes, it was such a simple beat. It was very, it was ve like maybe three to four instruments max. Some of these producers are overproducing, and these rappers need to realize that their voice is an instrument. And if you underproduce, your voice can add on for the song, and in turn make the song better. Yeah, I mean there's plenty of songs like that. I, I just, there's so many songs that if you take away the the uh, the the words and you listen to the beats, 
it, they, they're just so bare. Like, they need some other stuff. But like you said, a lot of producers are overproducing, and you can't really... You're losing out on the main, you know... The main part Me, of the song, yeah. which is the fucking... The words. Exactly. And, and it sounded like I'm... he was doing too much on it. It was just too much trying to be done in one song. It and really it was, was like, you trying to trend on Twitter? Because if so... If not, and I don't know what the fuck your goal was, because I think that's what it was, because this shit was weird. <laughs> yeah, I listened to it, it like twice on my way home, and I'm like, what is this? Sean Dawn? <laughs> nah, this, this must be Sean Dawn trying to get back with Ariana Grande, because I don't <laughs> know what the fuck this is. <laughs> this shit is different. Schubert, you listen to the song? No. Oh, okay, okay. You ain't missed no. Yeah, no, you ain't missed too much. I did come in last week thinking that we were going to like talk a little little bit about that uh, Ed Sheeran collab, collab album. Ooh, did you listen to that? that? I did, and the only song that I liked was the Travis Scott song, because it sounded like a Travis Scott song. I, t- I-, I was listening to that song, and I was like, man, I think Ed Sheeran could be on, it could be on a rapper song. Mm. It didn't really sound like him, for real. Just listen to the Travis Scott song. That's I'm going to check it out, and then I'm going to give you a response to that next week. We'll, uh, we'll right. uh, update the fans and update everybody what we think about the Ed Sheeran album. Brooklyn, check that out as well. But uh, I already listened to it. I just wasn't going to say nothing. Oh, what you thought about it? Well, you're going to it. Y'all should talk about it. I mean, it was for me, it was just... I mean, I already knew that he could do that because his... his um What the fuck's name? Shape of You is a song that the beat is, you know, it's a... TLC, yeah. A Jamaican sure, kind yeah. of, you know, a Caribbean kind of vibe to it. So I already knew that he could be on a rap song. I already knew he could do that. And I ain't going... I'm not trying to make myself out to be a nerd, but... But I, I discovered Ed Sheeran when his songs were on the, you know, the uh, the soundtrack of uh, of Hobbit. So I oh, didn't know about oh, word, I didn't yeah. know about Ed Sheeran. You know what I'm saying? So like for me, I already knew what he was capable of. So that's not really a shock to me. I did think it was it was fire, but I didn't. I think it's a little gassed up more than it should be. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, I don't think no, it's that I, hype. I'm not trying to come on here and spout that it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I was just well, saying, no, it's like, a collab. That's album, one so, song you know, that you yeah. go check out. Word. So y'all both think it's a good album, just not it, not uh, as hyped up as it should be. I mean, it's, it's too fine. overhyped. Oh, well, okay. Brooklyn likes it more than Schubert. Yeah, there's really only like th- uh, two songs that I'm really in, into right now. But I mean, oh, word! I'm a team game. Ed Sheeran's doing his thing, so good for shout him. To, shout out to Sheeran, and man. Have you? You guys know that conspiracy though with Ed Sheeran and Adele? No, wait. What? what no, that they're the same person. Oh my oh. god! Because they, they've never been seen in the same place at the Y'all same time. You and, a and their fool. albums come. She, she and their albums come shit, out bro. different. <laughs> like their albums come out like at, at different years. Like when okay. Ed Sheeran's on a break, Adele's touring, and then what's gonna Ed's happen this year? Stuff, Adele's on a break. Because Adele's about to drop an album. Mm, is uh, um, Ed Sheeran's not doing nothing right now? Ed Sheeran just dropped an album. Mm, he could. He could. He, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see when they tour, but you should, we gotta get you from that radio station because you're asking these conspiracies. No, theories. that's not even that's not even from something I got from there. That's just the internet. <laughs> Conspiracy. We gonna theories. cut off his Wi-Fi Yo, bill. That's no, what we're gonna we gonna do. We gotta we gonna make his a, Wi-Fi on. We gonna make a segment on the show where Schubert comes up he, once a month. He's gonna give us the best conspiracy theories from that month. Conspiracy theories with Schubert. Ooh, we got some fire segments coming in 2019, ladies and gents. Making these up as we go. Get the X Files music. Yeah, exactly. Schubert, you read my mind. We're definitely doing that uh, coming up soon. But next up, I want to talk about this before we get into our interview, and then we'll finish up the rest of our discussions. 
But this was something because it pertained to comedy and it'll lead into our, our, our interview with comedian Savannah Disarmo. How did y'all feel about the XXX Tentacion, uh, the comedian, the, the lady who made that joke and then the internet kind of got on her and she had and she ended up apologizing? How did y'all feel about, I don't know, Brooklyn, if you saw it, uh, but I, I was assuming you did. And let, would you switch your thoughts on it? She basically, she didn't make a joke about uh, his back, his past or anything. She didn't make a joke about him being a, a woman or anything. She made a joke about how he got robbed and how, like, he should have got, like, some sort of insurance or so, something like that. She made a joke about the robbery and how it needs some sort, like, how that, that should get rappers to get some sort of insurance or some shit like that. I think he got a bunch of pussy-ass fans. You want to, you really want to know how I feel about this shit? Anybody I know really on a real, real kind of level that fuck with XXX is a little punk-ass, mark-ass trick. You feel me? Because mm. at the end of the day, like I told you, like I told my mom and them, anybody who supports somebody who a woman beat, I don't care what they did for music, dog. You beating mm. women. I don't yeah. give a fuck, bro. I really don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care what she did to you, bro. You can always walk away. So for me, I don't want to hear that shit. Don't want to hear that shit. I don't care about their punk ass feelings. But I know his fans is the fans. They stand fans. They're the people that's on Twitter all day long. They're the ones trying to cancel people. They're the ones bantering. I mean, not bantering. Sending death threats and DMs. They're the corny ass motherfuckers. So if they you you can't really touch that subject when it comes to them people because they corny. Yeah. And okay, look, I, I have two things about this because I've I've stated on the podcast my feelings about XXX Tentacion. We did a whole episode about that early in the show, and and we we've said multiple times about how neither none of us on this show support women beaters, and we fucking hate that shit. Fucking just weak ass men, and just fucking just they should be fucking sick of themselves. But I also have the feeling, and I've said this multiple times about talking about people in death, and also a. Third thing that we've said on this pod multiple times is about how comedy shouldn't be censored. So there's three parts of me. So let's exclude the XXX Tentacion thing about how the because the, the woman beat her shit because she didn't make a joke about his past. Right. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not. Gonna but I know that's why they went on her though. Oh yeah, no, they definitely did because he's dead. So yeah. comedians make jokes about dead people. So I got to remove the dead thing. My thing with this is I don't. If you censor comedy. When when does the censorship stop and how how much funnier like we lose something and Bro. me and Savannah really got into this about when we we're talking about say racist racist jokes and stuff and just really being about PC culture and she said she felt that you can say any joke you want it's just how people feel about how tasteful it is or not and I'm I'm with that like you should be able to say any joke you want it's just now you deal with the repercussions after but I don't think we should censor comedy. You know what I've realized in my lifetime? You got to make a joke about yourself and your demographic before you can make a joke about somebody else. Yeah, true. In, true. in the stand-up, you feel me? So, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't tell y'all this, but I found a place here in Tulsa that do an open comedy mic shit. I didn't sign Let's up for you. Let's go! But I found, I found no, we gotta talk about this. We got to talk about this off air. Like, yeah. But, uh, so I was thinking know. about that, and all I was thinking was, if I do jokes, I got to make sure I make jokes about myself first. Before yeah. you get to other people, because if you just, especially with the internet, it's one tweet. It's soloed out. It's by itself. You can't True. make a joke about somebody like that in that context because we already know how Twitter get down. They go back. They went back fucking nine years to, you know, bull something out of Kevin Hart's past. Yeah. So for that, you know, you it can't be singled out. And in the instance of a tweet, it's always going to be singled out. So 
in the term of making the jokes, when it comes to doing it in a stand-up or doing it at a show, it's not singled out to the people that are there because you probably made jokes about yourself and they feel like they know you. you no, know you're what I'm right. Saying? When it's a tweet, it's they don't know who you are. They're just and seeing they're just the seeing words. That, yeah, no, they, well, they saw the one clip. Like they didn't well, yeah, see the, the whole clip. Yeah. yeah, the clip. Exactly. But Shubert, how do you feel about all this stuff the, in terms of like comedy? I don't know if you guys saw Aziza's stand-up that came out on Netflix recently, but it does kind of talk about this line and where comedy is now and i think it all kind of depends on the development of the joke like it's things that are hot button or touchy can really be funny and if they're told in the right way yeah no you know it, what i'm saying like there's i don't think anything is off li- i don't think anything's off limits it's just depending on how you do it and there's yeah. a lot of things that he touches on in there where like he goes talks about um things that he said in his past and how you know we in 2019 it's really hard to look back on anything and look at it in 2019 frames yeah true and so like you know you got to be you know let let some of the past stuff die and just kind of realize what you're, what you're doing now and i mean i think that you know there's there's definitely room for jokes and and I've never been one to like unless you know if the, if the joke is bad then it's bad that's what I'm saying like I mean if it's a if it's a joke that's like racist or if it's a joke that's sexist or homophobic then it's a bad joke you know what I'm saying like, right the punchline can't be Nigga, you gay. Like, that can't yeah. be the punchline no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. you're not in that era. That can't be the punchline. It gotta if you're be. Gonna, if you're gonna do one of those things where you make fun of a group, you it better be a good joke and be tasteful and be be, be witty. Like, it, right. if not, it's just gonna be a bad joke. Like, it might not hit. That's the thing. Like, so I, like, you can say it. I don't have a problem with you saying it. It's just whether or not that joke hits or not. That's well, what you feel like it's and backlash. Then, that's on you. Well, yeah. it also depends on the people, too. I mean, everyone's gotta stop being so high and mighty about certain stuff they're not gonna to stop bro it's off. 2019 they're not gonna laugh off shit it's like a, a war between like okay so if someone from the right like let's say a comedian from the right like or anybody from the right does something the left will say something about it instantly now if, if the left does something the right will say something about it instantly. so we're all looking for and this is this is a shitty time and both sides are extremely wrong for this we need to stop looking for specific people to do something wrong so we can bash them about it based upon their political affiliation or or their beliefs. But that's uh, where we at right now. It's 2019. That's what he said, like, when uh, what you was talking about, like, looking at things with a 2019, you know, glass. frame or, look, yeah, looking at a 2019 glass or point of view is hard because that's, this, this literally, like, that's all I see on Instagram is people digging up archive footage of people doing shit. Like, bro, you ain't got nothing better to do with your life. Exactly. Archive footage of somebody doing something. Some, you ain't yeah. got nothing to do with your life that you looking back 25, 30 fucking years to see what this person was doing back when that shit wasn't really a big issue. Yeah. Now you're trying to you trying to put it in today's spotlight and make it a hot button topic, and it's corny. It's so corny. I guess also like, people just trying to out woke each other and like that too. Them, or trying to ain't nobody sleeping, Shub. Ain't nobody sleeping. Yeah, yeah, no. And I hate the word woke. It's just everybody trying to out argue everybody. Like. In, it's in, so like, corny. In, in, and they're using the dumbest points. Like, when, at least when I argue on Twitter, I'm arguing about, like, movies and, and sports. And, and That's the only thing I, I argue about, bro. Like, I'm not arguing about nothing else, bro. It got to be something about the arts. And if I know it's not about like, sports, 
or movies and shit like that, I don't want to hear it. And that's my thing. I know people are like, oh, that's that that's a that's like not based in reality. Like, but like, do y'all hear how like if we're gonna talk about politics and about the world, then we're gonna have to talk about it. Not arguing. No, we're gonna have to talk about it where we can have an honest conversation and sit at the table and listen to both people. I'm unless we're doing that, I'm not having those conversations anymore because it's like it's it, it it gets to the point to where it's like, oh. We're just gonna scream at each other. Why can't we have a civil conversation? And I've seen sometimes on Facebook, I, I was able to have civil conversations, and sometimes I'm not. So it's like, I'm I'm through with that. Like if we're if I can't have a civil conversation where we can listen to both sides, because like I've always said, I think some things in the right are right, and I think some things in the left are right. I don't think one. I'm not an altruistic person where one thing is 100% right. I think that's a that's an ignorant way to live. If you if you're one of those people that think, oh, I believe this, and they're 100% right, that. that that's ignorant. Like, you don't think there's anything wrong about them? Like, there are some things you have to see both sides to. And that's the types of conversations I want to have when it comes to politics. If it's not that, then let's keep it pushing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. word, word. Yeah, get point. Yeah, like, with, with that being said, let's get to this week's interview with Miss Savannah DeZorma. Hello, bros who think fan base. How you guys doing today? Today's special guest is <laughs> someone that I've known for a, a while now. And it's crazy because... I, if you say you would have expected me to do this podcast, if you know me in high school, you, yeah, you could say I was talkative. Yeah, you could say he acted and whatever. But this person that I'm interviewing today, I took drama classes with. She was arguably the, the best actor when I was doing all this theater stuff in high school. And she was someone that like was a consummate professional, even in high school doing her stuff, at least to a kid younger than her, a grade younger than her, looking at her do her uh, acting. But she's taken that passion. She's now a comedian living in New York. And I'm super, super excited to have Miss Savannah DeZormo joining the Bros You Think podcast. How are you doing today, Savannah? Oh, I'm doing so good. Never better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I, I just came to be praised about how I was in high school. I can leave now. (laughs) <laughs> no man it's true like I, I always thought grow like when we were back when we were in high school and acting and stuff I always knew that you would continue on being an actress and continue on in drama and in the theater and just doing things of that creative lane because you were always so talented at it and, and it, it's dope seeing you do do the dream and it's dope being able to have this conversation with you so I want to ask you from transitioning from high school because you're a comedian now and like you you're all the way in it telling jokes like you're you you run your shows you you do your comedian stuff and what got you f- to being a comedian from being an actress do you still have a desire to be an actress get me into that 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 um the transition from high school to now you're a comedian Sure, sure. I mean, now I'm uh, I'm still doing acting stuff. I, I still audition all the time, so I'm I'm kind of a com- a multi hyphenate um, comedian actor. I do some writing, so um, I am a, a woman of many trades, if you will. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think I I was in high school. I was like very determined to be a uh, super serious performer, you know. Um, and that's that's what I did then, and that's I went to school uh, for that, and that's what I kind of I went to I moved to New York to go to school and train uh, properly. Um, but then once I got out of school and I kind of started booking certain gigs, 
outside of school and I was like, there's, it just, there was something missing for me. And I had, I had done some writing, some sketch comedy writing in school and I like just kind of naturally would write down jokes. And then one day, um, it just kind of hit me that I could try that out. Uh, Cause I think like in the back of my mind, um, uh, it was always kind of there. So, so then I just tried it out. I did a mic, <laughs> an open mic and it didn't crash and burn. And so I was like, I'll just keep, I'll just keep doing it, I guess. And I'm so, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I'm so relatively new to it. I think I've been doing it for like going on three years now. So, um, not an amateur, but definitely still not, you know, not a vet. You would say uh, not a vet not a vet yeah yeah yeah. 100 <laughs> percent. well okay so you transition from writing and you, and you see that you can do this sketch comedy and that gets you into being a comedian do you prefer in terms of comedy do you prefer writing or is being on that stage performing still that that thing that gets you up in the morning it's a good question uh i don't know i mean <clears throat> i think most there's a famous quote by that I'm about to butcher. Um, <laughs> that's like I, um, by I think it's Dorothy Parker. That's like I don't like writing. I like having written. So that's kind of always my vibe. Is like I don't. I, sitting down to write is like torture. Um, but once it comes to you, and once you're like in a a certain flow, then it feels good. But yeah, I mean, for me, I'm a nar narcissistic bitch. I like the spotlight. I like. I like having the attention, honestly. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, performing is always going to have a special place in my heart and always going to be the thing that gets me going the most. So that's, yeah, yeah. My next question would just be in terms of because, like you said, in, in high school, you were that you loved being wanted to be a serious actor and, and, and be real into heavy performance drama. But yeah. being that you you transitioned into you still act, but you transitioned into comedy. What were some of your inspirations in terms of comedy? Uh, like uh, the comedy, the comedians who I admire. Yeah, and like some of the people that uh, kind of got you into loving uh, comedy and wanted to pursue to pursue it. Sure, sure. Um, you know, my go-to, my heroes. Um, I mean, one of the cool things about living in in New York um, or kind of any big city is that there's always an alt scene going on. And that's kind of where I got my start. And what I'm involved with now is the alternative comedy scene. Um, in New York, it's kind of like to, to sidebar for a sec. It's like, there's an, there's an alternative comedy scene. And then there's like the New York comedy club scene, okay. which is kind of for um, your average straight white male comedy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so the people who are kind of don't, don't necessarily fit into that category fleet to um, the bars and basements of Brooklyn. And yeah, yeah. And that's kind of um, where I started seeing comedy. And that was the comedy that I enjoyed. Um, not only because I saw people up there that look and act like me, but it just was funnier comedy to me. Um so I forgot the question, honestly. Oh, inspiration. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, my my two heroes. I don't know if you'll. I don't know if you'll know them. Uh, uh, their names are John Early and Kate Berlant. They're a comedy duo. One of which actually graduated from 
NYU from and from the conservative acting conservatory that I did. So I I heard a lot about his name, you know, when I was um, graduating. Um, okay. And John Early, that he was in Late Night, and, and he was in Neighbors too, I believe. If I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yes, that is that is a funny credit to bring up. But yes, he he's before that he was writing his own stuff and. Um, yeah, I think he like got a writing gig doing Wet Hot American Summer, and then now he's on Search Party on TBS, which is a fucking incredible show. So they were kind of like they were like the king and queen of alternative comedy when I was like just starting to realize that I wanted to try it out. So they've always been like, the, yeah, 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 yeah. One hundred percent. Now I want to ask you in terms of in terms of how comedy is perceived today there's the because i've talked to a comedian from new orleans mark caesar we've talked to uh writers and we've talked to people in the acting world who are fans of comedy so i want to and i always love having this conversation with people who love comedy how do you feel about comedy today in the sense of everybody always says oh we're in the pc era comedy it's it's ruining comedy it's it's ruining people telling jokes like when you go to a comedy club, you, you should expect to laugh. You should expect hear different things made fun of. How do you feel and how do you approach that whole situation that pe- that the media and that I guess social media has put on us to believe that comedy is not the same due to the PC culture? Sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, it's a tough conversation um, for some people. I think... <laughs> Uh, you know, there's a certain type of person that has reigned, had their reign in uh, in the comedy world for a very long time. Um, and honestly, still get booked more and paid more uh, in this industry. And I don't think, I don't know. I, it, it, I think it's a good thing that we're being more careful with the way that... Uh, we phrase what we say. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think the people that are up in arms about it um, maybe don't realize the amount of privilege that they have, uh, and those are the type of people that think that they can get away with a lot and get away with the fact that quote unquote it's a joke, but they don't realize, given the amount of privilege they have and have grown up with. Um, that they're they're being offensive, <laughs> and I just think yeah. like there's I've seen I mean I've seen an obscene amount of comedy, and the smartest comedy to me, and the it was the funniest, and the smartest funniest jokes to me are the ones that don't um, take advantage of a marginalized community. So yeah. so that that's where I'm at. I'm not at the end of the day. Uh, I don't know. I'm like. If that's what you want to do with your platform, fine. Uh, but I, that's not what I'm ever going to do. I, I I think it's good to think think really hard about the words you choose. Yeah. That's what I, I, what, what's your opinion on it? I, honestly, I'm with, I'm with you because it's like, okay, you have this platform. And, and I always say, with this platform, my duty is to tell the truth. And it's to, to tell the truth in the sense of, I have to always say what my heart feels, but at the same time, it's like, you have to say what your heart feels, but at the same time, you have to realize that your words have power 
and they impact people if you have that specific platform. And if you're going to use your platform, why not use it for good instead of harm? Because I feel like you can, okay, we, we all know the typical stereotypes. For example, if, I, if, if I'm going to a comedy club and I'm going to see for specifically a, a black comedian and I, and, I, and I go to his comedy club and I'm like, and I'm hearing the, the typical white, white jokes over and over and over. And it's like, bro, that's tired out. Why don't you not go at that community instead of tell a joke that would be less, I guess, l- less stereotypical. And it's like, or when they, when they do the black stereotypes, I've, I've heard those jokes countless, numerous times. I want to hear something new. So I, I agree with you in the sense of pick, it's better to, it's, for me at least, I enjoy comedy that doesn't necessarily have to rely on those old, tired out tropes and that have to just, I guess, use the marginalized community to get their laughs. Yeah, yeah, I, I see your point. I mean, I've seen a lot of funny jokes with from black comedians making fun of uh, white people. And I think it's, that's a little, in my opinion, that's a little different. That's like, um, I don't know, it'd be, it's, it's, when you're making fun of someone who has more privilege than you in this society, I think that's like almost fair game. As long as the joke is funny, as long as the joke is funny and smart and well-crafted and well-practiced. Um, I guess what my point is, for example, since you brought up, um, you go to a comedy club for a black comedian, let's say, and um, I'm sure you're familiar with Dave Chappelle's work. Yeah, definitely. He's he's not only a genius he's he's a legend and he's so funny um and i watched some of his uh, um i've watched most of his specials and his most recent special was brilliant but it got a lot of flack for um a couple jokes but one in particular was where he decided to make a joke about trans people yeah and it's like the rest of it is so funny and he's literally a gene a comedic genius um i'm like why did we have to attack Attack a group of people that are the single most under attack group of people um, violently in in the country. So you know, it's like, dude, you can. I know you can do better because the rest of the special was. So Brilliant. no, and see, I agree with that, and that, and that's. I'm glad you used Dave as an example because that's the thing. Like, I'm listening to Dave's. Dave's first two specials are, are the ones that he recently put on Netflix. And like, like you said, the one with the transgender comment, I was like, why, why was that necessary? Or in the first one that he did, I think he had, he caught some flack because he, he, he made fun of the LGBT community, but in terms of, of gay people, he made fun of that sect. And it's like, Dave, yeah. everything else you're doing is hilarious. I love when you talk, tell your life. I love when you commentate on the uh, society as a whole, but why go there? Like, it's, it's, it's not necessary at some point, you know what I mean? And I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so my... how... <laughs> wait, oh, wait, no, what'd you say? I'm sorry, I missed that one. I was just saying, yeah, that's my. That's pretty much my stance on it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Uh, so in terms of, of because I know when with comedy, you, you, you pull a lot of things from your life, you pull a lot of things from situations, and, I, and we do a segment on this show where we talk about relationship and dating in 2018. How do you feel social media has affected not only just dating and relationships, but just human interaction. Um, how, wait, say that again, how comedy affects it or? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I, I, I used uh, the comedy as just like to, to get us to the, to the thing. Uh, okay. in, I know in comedy how you, 
how most most comedians relate their lives and they like to talk about situations in their relationships in sure. their personal life. And I was wondering how has social media affected uh, your personal life or, or relationships, or how do you feel it's affected society's relationships among each other in general? Okay, that's a that's a that's a zinger. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> social media, man. I mean, I guess now people just slide in instead of. Uh, I don't know, talking to people. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's like, I I go back and forth on social media. On the one hand, it is a poison that's causing my depression. And on the other hand, it allows me to promote my uh, my brand <laughs> um, for free. No, right. It's cool. Um, so I, you know, I try to balance how much I even go on, but at the same time, I'm absolutely addicted and I'm on it all the time. Um, but with dating, I don't know. I, uh, I've never, I'm trying to think, I mean, it's a way to like, I don't know, it's a way to put yourself out there and people ask people out on, on Instagram, don't they? <laughs> I, I assume they do. My thing is with, with social media, I'm with you. Like, it's like, you have your brands and stuff, and and I at this point my Twitter and Instagram it's it's for the podcast. And I remember when it wasn't for that, and it's like I, I was doing all that social media stuff. And it's like you said, I'm 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 not ashamed to admit it. I'm addicted to it. And it's like I see the poison of it because it's like it's for one hand, yes, I can connect with such and such over here and such and such over here, and we can get them on a podcast and we can have conversations, yeah. and that stuff's great. Yeah. But yeah, at the same my show too is it's an easy way to just have a direct line of communication but at the same time there's people posting videos of other people dying or there's girls going on facebook live and we're seeing them get raped and it's like that shit is is ridiculous and we're too desensitized to some of this stuff well damn i don't know what accounts you're following but uh yeah i mean i believe that that's true i just didn't know um yeah, I mean, I'd say those... Well, no, just in general, like, you know how we have fight bids and... Sorry, what? No, no, I was just saying, because it's it's not just... I'm 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 not following crazy accounts. I mean, it's just, <laughs> there's, like, fight, like, there's all these fight bids, or, or when, Nip, like, when Nipsey Hussle died, for example, the rapper, they, they posted his video all over social media, and he was bleeding on the ground, and it's just like, I don't want to see a man die on my, on, on just Twitter right now. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. Wow. I mean, I, I had no idea. I didn't know about that. But um, I mean, I, I followed the, the news of his death, but I, I didn't know that the video was shared. Um, oh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think you've got to be really disciplined with what you follow and what you mute and all of that. I mean, it can be a great source of like sharing sharing your art or sharing what you're working on. But for the most part, I think it's uh, ruining us as a society. You know, I'm, I'm with you. On, I'm with you on that, like 100, because it's, it's yeah. crazy, man. Got it. I mean, it's the thing that I think about most. I have a, I have a younger sister who just turned 13 this year. She's at, at the school you and I went to, no. um, and they just don't know any world outside of it. You know? Yes. And I would fucking I would have fucking died if I had Instagram in middle school like oh god I, I don't envy them at all and and I, I have so much sympathy for Gen Z or Gen whatever we're on uh who just don't even know they don't what know what life was like yeah before yeah. all that stuff 
Yeah, they now it's like impossible to kind of remove the shackles of the phone that lives in my hand and look up at the sky and discover that it's blue. But I at least had my childhood, you know. Yeah. Where, so. Like I remember, like nowadays, it's like you you would go outside and, and and you would see no one walking with their phones. You'd go to dinner, no one would be on their phones constantly. Nowadays, you go to a concert, everybody has their phone out instead of watching it. You I go to dinner. Changed started on that I, as a as a five foot two person i i want to commit a felony every time i go to a concert <laughs> how do you feel about people using their phones at, at shows because i feel like that harms comedy because if you're filming these people's jokes and stuff yeah. you're, you're taking away from us people actually going to see the live show or people seeing their shows their specials when they're uh on netflix or whatever streaming service they may be on. yeah there was actually kind of a huge moment at, i that I took note of, um, I want to say it was like maybe a year ago, year and a half ago. Um, cause yeah, pretty much when you're doing these shows around town, it's pretty much always material that you're working on and refining and tweaking always for everyone. So until you're like on stage for comedy central or whatever, you know? Um, so there was this, there's this amazing comedian, uh, her name is Aparna Nantrola. She um, she's on the Comedy Central show Corporate. She also is just she's on Twitter. She's very funny. Um, but she she posted this tweet once where it was like, please don't upload videos of me doing shows like that. Those are jokes I'm working on and maybe they're not where I want no. them to be yet. And also that's my intellectual property um, was the underlying point, you know, and so I, I yeah. saw. After she sent that tweet and it kind of went viral, uh, as most of her tweets do, because she's brilliant, um, I saw a shift, at least in the co comedian community, of like when we repost each other, we're just doing like a picture or a boomerang or something or a silent video so that it's not like, you know, sharing your material. Yeah, see, I noticed you do that when you promote uh, your when you do your shows or when you're uh, like taking stories of like different comedians that are at your shows, you always do the boomerang. You never, I never like, you never do the jokes or anything or it's a picture. I, I noticed you doing that over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the name of the game. Also, I mean, honestly, who even watches people's stories? Aren't we just kind of tapping through them? Big facts. <laughs> you know, no one actually cares about us. Um, <laughs> we're all just living a lie. I, that's what's so funny about that's what's so funny about close friends, the close friends feature. Because I'm yeah. like, honestly, it is only my close friends, if that, that even gives a shit about my story in the first place. But I love this lie that Instagram's telling me that um, I have secrets to hold. <laughs> yeah, it, it, man, and you all you think that like, oh yeah, all these people watching my stories. I'm, I'm some, and some people take their stories like, oh, I'm spitting, I'm. Telling these words of encouragement every day, and look, I'm not, I'm not bashing anybody who does that. Because do you think whatever makes you happy in life? Drag them, I, drag them through the mud. <laughs> <laughs> but I know damn well they only have 50 people looking at that, and they're like, oh yeah, to all my followers, I hope. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, yeah. what are you, like, that's straight narcissism. But I mean, that's the society we live in today. What you watch? What you watch on TV, Savannah? Like, what do you hear any streaming shows or any movies? What you What you been uh, watching on the boob tube? Okay, I watch uh, an offensive amount of television. Um, <laughs> I I actually this uh, I'm sure this will 
be common ground for you and I. I just started The Bachelorette for the first time in my life. Um, and it is, I will say, an incredible show. I'm I'm such a slut for like reality, like just horrible reality television. Same. Um, so just give me the format that I was raised on and I will eat it up. Like give me the dating show. I mean, I lived through, we both did the like V heyday, the next, the rock of love, the flavor of New York goes to LA, New York goes to work. You know, like I watched it all and I'm here for it. Um, but I also watch shows of worth, (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching Big Little Lies right now. I'm watching Euphoria right now. I'm watching Divorce on HBO, and I think I might be the only one in the world watching it. I was about to say, I don't know anybody watching Divorce, but I was going to ask. I'm a Divorce. It is my duty to watch it, um, but I do think I'm the only one watching it, and I'm okay with that. I will support Sarah Jessica Parker till the day I die. Um, and then, of course, I watch reruns of uh, Parks and Rec, The Office. Classic. Gossip Girl. Uh, Ooh, I, I have a I have a question I want to ask you. Do yeah. you have you have you watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? You know I haven't. It's so embarrassing to admit that. But never never mind. I'm gonna keep my hot take. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until you watch it. But I want to say this right now. I it, said this on multiple pods. I think when people always talk about the best comedy of I guess the 2010s or the the yeah. the uh this generation. I know Veep's up there because Veep yeah. is. I, I consider Veep on another level because it's HBO. I consider sure. like a lot of HBO program different, but when it comes to like network comedy or whatever, people always say Parks and Rec or The Office. Yeah. I, like, I like to make the claim that It's Always Sunny is the best comedy of this of this 2010 generation. Okay, that yeah. is. I mean, you said you would keep the hot take from me, but I feel like you just said the hot take. So. I, 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 I wanted to say, I, 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 mis, I misphrased that. I wanted to say it so you would go check out the show, and then when we get you back on, we can have that conversation. Sure. You know, I, you're right, and it's it's high time I watch it. I'm always looking for good shows. You know, uh, Danny DeVito's on that show, right? Yeah, and he does, he does a crazy job. I've seen him in person at a play up here in New York, and he is so tiny. He is shorter than me. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> My gosh, he's like it, so the camera's not lying. He, yeah, oh no, not at all. I mean, he's but he's charming. He is a charming fellow, and um, I totally get where he was coming from. With uh, did you watch Matilda the the movie? Yeah, he I, he directed that. I'm pretty sure, and he basically directed all of the camera angles to make him taller. And I'm oh, like, I God. have so much respect. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. That would be the first and only direction I make. If I am a director, I'll be like, just make me look taller, honestly. (laughs) Statuesque, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel you on the reality TV. I'm watching The Bachelorette as well. I can't stand freaking the dude who just left. Oh, my. um, It's it's not Jake. It's uh, it's Luke P. Oh, man. Luke P. Can't stand him. But what what you're. We Wait, watching it? You're watching. Yeah, I watched The Bachelorette. Wow. Okay. First of all, I'm not. I am not caught. Up, I'm not caught up on the most recent episode, so don't spoil anything. I know that he hates that she has sex, um, so I'm very excited to find that out. Um, but other than that, I don't know anything. But yeah, okay. Luke P is a menace and a bully, and um, so dedicated to his faith that it's terrifying. Um, Man, it's, that, it, that hometown visit should have scared her. He's in a cult. 
Yes, like, bro, that dude. Okay. As soon I, as they all surrounded him and touched his shoulders all together as a as a community, I was like, you got to go. Get out. <laughs> I understand, like, not believing the other guys and, like, wanting to give this guy, like, oh, maybe they're conniving and maybe they're, they're, they're telling lies on him. But guy after guy after guy after guy is telling you that this dude is crazy. Like, you don't, you, you, you can't see it? Or, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. that dude, that dude was wild. What do you think of Euphoria? Because that's a, a, a hot topic show right now and everything that's going on because of how, uh, I don't want to say, well, no, how graphic it is. Do you think the show's good? Do you think the graphicness is for shock value or do you think it actually the, it actually supports the show and actually helps the show and it, it's just for the storytelling? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's obviously HBO and they have to make something compelling, but um, I, every time I watch a show or movie set in high school, I think to myself, was I a loser? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. So I, I don't know though. I mean, I think it depends. I, I was talking to a friend of mine who has younger siblings in high school right now. And they're, they kind of said that it's pretty spot on, maybe not all of it, but some of it, I think things have changed. And I think, you know, they're even more immersed in internet and, uh, and um, stuff like that than we were. So I do think it looks different than how we experienced high school. I mean, I was also like a very, very tame young lady <laughs> when I was in high school. <laughs> I didn't really break the rules. I didn't want to break the rules. Um, so it's not at all like where I, what, what my experience was, but I think it might be some people's experience, especially like middle of nowhere suburbia, which is kind of where it's set. But yeah. uh, I love the neon lights that they have. No, it, it, it's a damn good show. The neon light, you know. <laughs> uh, and I, I was a fan of Degrassi, so this is to me. This just feels like, like elevated HBO serious Degrassi to me. Yeah, I'm. I I would I would fear that kids that a, that age watch it and you know get ideas, but maybe I'm just ancient and they already have the ideas. See, I the funny thing is, I that's definitely happening because I remember watching Superbad growing up, and I was like, man, I gotta go. Like, it was always like, I gotta go to a party like that, and I was always thinking like, no, it was all. And when Project X came out, this was by the time you graduated, but I threw a party that was damn. I, like we got that I, idea for the party from that movie, so I know kids are doing that. Oh, so that. you threw a party? See? Yeah cool and I was not I would have never if I had the house to myself I would have never hosted a party the guilt it was the biggest mistake in my life like <laughs> shouldn't have done that <laughs> people you're, broke you're, shit well, you're like still paying for the for the <laughs> debt you caused from the damage um yeah I mean I don't know I it's so funny it's like every show every because did you see book smart it's kind of a similar thing where it's like this person's parents aren't home so we're throwing a huge rager I'm like, oh, but the parents are coming back. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wait, isn't that, that's the um? Okay, I know what it is. I need. I've been meaning to see it. That's the new uh, the new movie, Booksmart. It's with these. It's with the two girls, and it's yeah. like, yeah, Olivia Wilde directed it. Yeah, it look. It, it's like super bad for a new generation. Yes, yes, it's got a really great soundtrack too. It's see, mostly kind of just music videos strung together, but it, there's a good story in there. Really, I need to check that out. I yeah. want to ask you a question because of this is something we've talked about on this podcast a yeah. pl plenty of times in being that you're in the industry and being that you audition for things and being that we've had the, the conversation 
well, we we didn't have the conversation, but we've mentioned privilege and things like that on the already in this episode. I want to know we've had the recent Halle or Haley Bailey casting, I guess, controversy, quote unquote. We've had now with Bond twenty five, people are up in arms about um, the the African American actress being Brava, having the code of 007, and people mm-hmm. are saying she's replacing Bond. How do you feel about casting? Uh, I want to what's uh, what's the what's the proper word for it? I guess uh, just just these casting gender swaps, uh, race swaps. How do you feel about this and and how how we react to it as well? Yeah, I mean, I would probably rephrase it that it's not uh, race and gender swaps. It's just more inclusive casting is happening, and I think it's really That's- great. I mean, the the incels of the world are just going to have a problem with everything, but. Um, you know, yeah, the the Little Mermaid thing was really upsetting. It's such a shame. I mean, it's like, it's a mythical creature who gives. Yes. It, but, um, That's my thing with. If it wasn't a mythical, you know, I mean, it's happened before where it's a white comic book character and they cast a black actor or actress, and uh, you know, people are racist, and it's a huge problem in this country. And I think it's just going to keep. We're just going to keep having to um, make make these quote-unquote bold decisions to cast more black people or um, people of color in general and or women in, in roles you wouldn't necessarily anticipate to, to slowly change, you know, make this pendulum swing the other way. I think people, people with an immense amount of privilege who have had the metaphorical mic their entire life and have been taught that they are, that the, they are deserved of the mic um, have a lot of problems sharing the mic. So yeah. they're just gonna scream about it for a bit and then it'll die down. And I think, unfortunately for people who are on the side of social progress, want it to happen faster than it might, or than it is, you know, I think it just moves like molasses, you know, and that's unfortunate, but we've just got to, uh, fight against the MAGA crew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you're right, man. And the thing is, it's like, I'm I'm always like this. This is how I see it. I'm like, it's a mythical creature. Who who says anything about that? Like it, it, that, that it, who says mermaids have a race? Like what what is that? So you're just well, being racist, and it's well, like yeah. I mean they're definitely racist, but it also brings up this whole group of people on Twitter that are my least favorite group of people, which is adults overly obsessed with Disney. Uh, yes. Like, oh my gosh. You really gotta. See Sit down and take a breath. Maybe take up meditation. Um, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe do a light journaling session. Um, maybe think about skipping Disney World this year and let go of your idea of what uh, any of the Disney princesses could look like. Because um, you know what, they're all made up. <laughs> yeah, and it's not for you. It's for it's for these young girls who need to see. Like, my, like for example, it made it made my heart feel good because this is how I know this means something. And this is how I know that, oh, all, all, when people on the internet are like, oh, these casting things don't mean anything. I was like, they kind of do mean something because when I went to go see Wonder Woman with my goddaughter and I was in there with all these little girls and all these, these old women and all these women of different ages. And I'm a big superhero fan. And, and for me, it was like, dope. I get to see Wonder Woman on screen. But yeah. seeing my goddaughter's eyes lit, light up because- yeah there's this strong woman and someone who looks like her 
doing this, I was like, okay, I know what this means. And it's the same thing when Black Panther happened. It's the same thing when all these different movies, like when Rogue One, you see a Latino character uh, or a Latina character playing as like the, the main uh, um, Cassine Andor, as the main spy. It's like these things matter to maybe not people of our age, but they definitely matter to, to the kids growing up. I mean, I think I would I would argue against that. I think it matters to people our age and people older than us. I mean, I <clears throat> wept like a little baby in Wonder Woman because as it was happening, I realized I had never seen women fighting in that way, ever. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I'm going to go out of this movie and punch someone. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to wreak havoc. Um, no, I mean, it's a really, it's really powerful. Obviously, representation matters. If, if anybody's arguing against it, they aren't, you know, woke. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, they, they're, just, they're just stuck in their ways. And so I, I like how you said the, uh, when you have the, the mic and you've had this metaphorical mic for so long and you don't want to share it. I, I, I like that, uh, uh, that phrasing of it because I think that's, that's true. Like when the mic's in front of you for so long and you just don't want to let other people get their turn, it's like, Bro, yeah. get off the stage. Like it's it's like we've had so many stories and like let some other people get some stories out. Yeah, and I think the problem is that I saw something interesting on Twitter now, and now I'm gonna steal someone's tweet who I don't remember the name of, but I think what they said is like people have they were addressing race, but I think it applies to sexism as well. I think people especially people who grow up in a more traditional or conservative area, they have they have dozens and dozens of definitions of what it means to be racist or sexist. And it just kind of, um, you know, whatever gets them off the hook, really, is the, the definition that they'll use on any given day. Um, but I think people that like, you know, the people that like uproar against a black mermaid um, or uproar about any, you know, Bond being a woman or whatever, it's... It, it, they're just not really um, realizing the damage they're doing and fighting against it because uh, it has a great amount of good power. Like, so, you know. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. We, we, all, yeah. we all win when we all feel empowered, obviously. 100%. How do you, and this is the final question that I, I wanted to uh, just ask you before I get you to plug everything and get people to go follow you and, and check out all your amazing stuff. Yeah. How do you feel in terms of your comedy? Do you like to tend... Uh, tend more to social commentary, to political commentary. Just give the people out there for when they, when they, let's say they're in New York, they want to check out your show, or let's say when, whenever your special drops, or they just want to just follow you and know what type of comedy humor you have. Just describe your uh, humor for us. Sure. I mean, if they're in New York, don't come to my comedy. I'm terrible. Um, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, my comedy uh, is all over the map. I think I, I talk a lot. My monthly show is a lot of, about dating. So that ends up being a lot of my material about dating and loving and everything that comes with that. But uh, definitely social commentary. I, I try to keep it balanced because I think, you know, we're being inundated with news stories all day. And sometimes you don't want to think about it, especially yes. when you're on a long comedy show. But, um, but sure, it comes up. I mean, it's, I think... I don't know if it's because we're just older or not, or if people are just more involved in the news, but it's like impossible to not comment on it. And in some ways, if you don't comment on it a little bit, you're like- It's like you're hiding from it. Yeah, you're hiding from it or it almost feels tone deaf. Uh, yeah. See, so that's how I feel like when I do these pods, man. It's like, do I talk about this Trump thing that people have been talking about for weeks and weeks and weeks and it's just beating over the head. And like, I feel like it's obvious that, that this, 
this like for example last week it was like do i want to talk about uh for example uh when the uh trump rally where uh the people were telling the, the congresswoman to go back home and i was like sure. to, to me that felt obviously it, it forget what you think about policy forget what you think about trump as a president forget what you think about anything that's political just on a human level a, a morality level is that not wrong is that not blatantly having something to do with race or am I just crazy? Because that's why it was like, I felt like it wasn't necessary to talk about it. But like you said, if you don't, it's like, am I being toned deaf? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, in some, I think it's, you got to play it moment by moment, but in, in some cases, silence is violence. And in other cases, you feel like you're just a voice in an echo chamber. Uh, yeah. But Matt, nah, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> you got to exactly. do your best to make sure that, uh, like you said, spe speaking your truth. 100%. Well, the final thing of the podcast that we always do with our guests is we ask some rapid-fire questions. We have four real quick that we just want to get through. First okay. rapid-fire question we want to ask, because you're from Louisiana, we all, we ask this to all Louisianians. Okay. Gumbo or boudin? Oh, um, man. What, ki what kind? Ooh, well, I mean, that's up to... Uh, it, it's just the way I always do it. It's if you're on an island and you only get to sure. eat one, and you can get whichever kind you want. With, in terms of the category, gumbo or boudin, right. which one you choose? God, that's really hard. But I'll choose boudin because I can't fathom drink eating gumbo right now because it's so hot. <laughs> I feel you on that. Boudin yeah. is so good, man. Being in New York, do you miss the uh, the, the Louisiana cooking? Of course, every day. And you but know, I will say this, there's a lot good of Italian. What was that? Oh, no, I was just saying, but you do have good Italian food. Good Italian food, but I mean, I don't like that as much as where I'm, you know, the stuff where I'm from. But, and there's a lot of uh, Louisiana cuisine restaurants, but I pretty much refuse to go to them because I'm like, unless they've, unless they were born and raised uh, in South Louisiana, I'm not interested. Not trust. Yeah, no, I feel you on that. The next question we like to ask is, if uh, who's your favorite musician, or give us some of your favorite musicians or some of your favorite albums. Favorite musicians, oh god, uh, Frank Ocean, uh, Rihanna, um, literally anything Beyonce breathes on. Um, I uh, god, I don't know. I kind of just let my Spotify absolutely fly off the handle every time I turn it on. Um, Megan Thee Stallion has been kind of narrating my entire summer. Charlie XCX. Ooh, are... so, so you're part of the Hot Girl Summer Crew? I guess I have to be if, if I'm subscribing to... Meg Thee Stallion. <laughs> well, look, look, let me tell you this. The Hot Boys and City Boys are beating y'all right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're, speaking, you're speaking gibberish to me. I don't even know. <laughs> I will be a competitor. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, the final one we have is, we ask this to everyone, if okay. you are the the director of the Savannah Desarmo movie or the writer of the Savannah Desarmo movie, how do you want that movie to end? To end? To end, yeah. Um, With me dying? Or what, like, what is this? <laughs> oh, it does. However, like, I, you're the right, like, how, how do you want the movie, like, someone has said, like, I just, when the movie ends, I just want to die. Someone has said that before. Some people have said. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, it's, it's like an, the entire life memoir. Um, let me think. Uh, 
Yeah, I want it to be like this very moody, like blue is the warmest color indie that goes to Sundance and blows everyone away. It ends with me dying peacefully in my sleep next to um, all seven of my cats. I am survived by uh, my three husbands that I kept (laughs) happy (laughs) my entire life Uh, and I have no kids. (laughs) <laughs> awesome, your three husbands. Yeah, that sound, that that, that sounded kind of like. Isn't Mama Mia? Don't they have three husbands in Mama Mia? Where she's trying to figure out who her dad is. Um. Yeah, I just wanted to be my life to be Mama Mia. There, I said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, Savannah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for having me. It was it- amazing to catch up. Tell the people where they can find you out on social media. Tell them where they can just catch all your stuff and and find out about your news when your shows are and where they can catch all that information at. Sure, sure. Um, I am famous on Instagram.com and Twitter.com at Savannah with two N's and then my first four letters of my last name, which is D-E-S-O. So Savannah, D-E-S-O. And uh, that's pretty much it. Um, that is the way to keep up, keep up with this Kardashian. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Savannah. And thank you may- so much for having me. Awesome. Back to you, Lyndon and Schubert, to finish out the rest of the pod. I want to thank Savannah for coming on the pod. Be sure to follow her on Instagram and Twitter. Be sure to go check out her show, uh, Ghost Time Comedy. I believe when this comes out, it, it, it I believe the show's on Thursday, but go follow her on Instagram and you'll be able to listen to uh, go to her comedy show. So thank you again, Savannah, for coming on the show. It was great reconnecting with an old high school friend. But let's continue on with some of the stuff going on in the world. So I told you all before the pod, I wanted to have this conversation on censorship. And to do it, I had to set it up. So Dan Levitard was on ESPN, and he gave this uh, this this soliloquy and gave this, this talk about how when... When Trump said what he said about sending the people back home to their countries, he felt a way being that his parents were the people who came to this country and got their citizenship the right way and were and he felt that those comments offended immigrants and people, whether it's Latino Americans, whether it's it's uh, Muslims, whether it's Pakistani people, whether it's, whether it's anybody. If you're an immigrant from this coming to this country and you get your citizenship the right way, why are you telling me to go home? And, my, and that was what he talked about, and I agree with him. We're not talking about that. Or y'all can y'all can talk about if y'all's points about it, but I wanted to stir the conversation too because ESPN was upset with him, and he talked, talked about how they can't say anything at ESPN if it's not back, if it's not coded with the if Popovich says something or if if uh, Steve Kerr says something. Ever since Jamel Hill, they can't talk about certain political things unless the sports figure says something about it, and he felt that that censorship isn't necessarily healthy and conducive for the network. How do we we feel about that phrase? How do we feel about censorship in general when it comes to things? I'm confused. I know you feel so I don't know why why Dan was surprised by this, because he's seen what happened with Jamel. Jamel, He was there, you feel me? So for me, it was like, bro, why are you confused, huh? Why are you confused? Because you've been there, and you know how they get down already, bro. They built (laughs) themselves on staying out of politics for 40 years now, because I think they celebrate 40 years this year. And And when they they did talk about politics, the ratings went down. Exactly. So for them, it's 
It's a, it's don't do that shit, bro. And the Jamel shit should be fresh in Dan's head. So for me, it was wild. Like, you know, like when Jamel did it, it was weird. It was a weird time for ESPN because a lot of people hadn't seen them do that before. Because like I said, the internet's gotten older. They hadn't seen clips of them doing shit like that and the ratings going down. But with this shit, it's like, Dan, this happened to her like maybe what, a year and a half ago? It wasn't that yeah. long ago. And but I do, I do applaud him for saying this. Stuff, I, I, but I, yes, using your platform to to speak your truth, I love it. I did love it, but at the same time, bro, you can't be shocked that the, the that the network did that to you because that's how they roll. Yeah, that's how they always rolled. He hasn't gotten fired yet, but he's in the hot water. My thing is with some of these people, some of these uh, uh, talents. I said I I had this conversation with somebody off air, and I I don't know if it was my girlfriend or one of you guys, but I feel like some of these talents now that they're at a certain level. Why not take your? Why not bet on yourself? Bro, like if bro, you, they, they will not do that, bro. I'm telling you right now. I'm in. I'm in market sixty one, and I just I, and I left Lafayette, which was one twenty one, right? Mm-hmm. The kind of shit I can get away with writing in the script in Lafayette, I can't get away with that shit here because some of the, some of them they just scared to say certain things. Real. See, and my that's thing this, is, we not even in we're not in national television. You feel me? We that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like if you're a Jamel Hill, if you're a, a, a and she did it and she's doing very well for herself right now. A lot of them Spotify scared that they're gonna get blackballed, bro. A lot of them feel like they'll never get a deal again. If you're Stephen A. Smith, why not do Stephen something? Stephen A. With, is not gonna do that. But see, that's my thing. You have the power. I'm, you, I'm I, confused. So you you want these ESPN personalities to talk politics on ESPN? No, 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 I'm not saying, no, I'm not, because that's ESPN's rule. You can't, if, if that's your boss's rules, you can't go against your boss's rules because you, you, you're going to get fired and you can't uh, be upset at the, at the uh, outcome of it because you know the rules. If you're in, if you, if you work for somebody, you can't set that company's rules. So my thing is, if you have, through ESPN, you have built your name up to a certain point. If you feel you can talk about things other than sports, and I know for some people it's hit or miss, so, and for so some people it works, some people it doesn't. But if you're that confident in your abilities, you already have made a fan base. Why not take that leap and bet on yourself? Well, it'd have been different if he would have did it off the air, you know, in a different kind of thing. But he did it on the shit. So yeah, for him, no, he did. That's what I'm. No, that's they, why it's a little have, different. No, I'm not disagreeing with any. Like I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Like I. No, like, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just you know. Playing both sides, that's all. Yeah, no, ESPN has all rights to do whatever they want because right. that's, like I said, that's their network. And my thing is, I applaud Dan for saying what he says, but he has to expect the consequences. And my thing with that is, if you want to speak whatever you want, why not go out on your own? We're in the age of podcasts. We're in the age of YouTube. Yes, it'll take, like, maybe for these guys, and like, for us, it takes years. But for them, since they already have their platform already with their Twitters and stuff, it might take them a couple months. Wants to get rolling, but I'm sure if Dan Levitard went to Spotify, was like, "Yo, I want to sign a podcasting deal." Or they would have been like, "Let's do it." Bar they wouldn't even have thought about yeah. it. They'd exactly. Been like, Let's do it, bro. I, I don't know why some of these people don't stake out on their own. Schubert, how do you feel about any of this? Well, well, it's kind of like what we were talking about. How? Oh, I don't want to talk about politics. I want to talk about sports and the arts. Well, the people who are we go to to listen to the sports and the arts, we're not trying to listen to politics. No, and I, I'm, I, I'm sorry, you're just alienating your base. Like you're just no. Like, I feel okay, you on that. I, Okay, I want to bring something into the conversation that we didn't even come to you for. Like, no, I'm, I'm sorry, you got that's a the point. case. Like, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I, yeah, you have a platform. You can do what you want with it. But like, at the end of the day, like, you got to understand what what your show's about and what no, people and, come and, to your show and, for. And you're absolutely right. And that's why I think at ESPN, 
and at that place or if you're at an FS1, that's why you don't do that. But if 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 your objective is to speak on everything, then I'm saying leave that leave that situation you're in. Yes, some of your base won't come with you, but you gotta have faith in your abilities, man. Like some of the people will like at this point. I know Stephen A. Smith has fans that don't care. Oh what yeah, he's we don't care where he at. We don't care where he at. We're gonna follow a, him. But like, they're a fan sure. of Stephen A. But with the with the thing, I gotta I gotta take back what you said about FS1 because FS1 let Shannon Sharp do what the fuck he want on Twitter. No, but okay, you feel and me? They let no, him do what he yeah. wants. Twitter. Yeah, it's Twitter. You feel me? I don't know if the ESPN analysts and talents can do what no, they, they want on their Twitter. I don't Probably think they not. can do that. I don't think no. they can do that. See what I'm saying? Like, so I, I don't want you to throw FS1 in there because they but let them shows, do what they FS1. want. Well, no, yeah, that's different. Yeah. What I'm saying. I don't think if you were ESPN talent, you could even tweet shit like that. Because no, never said Jamel. Tweet though, what yeah. the fuck he want. Yeah, no, you're right. He tweets about whether Trump, it's politics, tweets, where it's about a, a girl he's weed, talking about, where yeah, it's about whatever. weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, he tweet what the fuck he want. I don't know if you do that at ESPN. There's some having doobies on the... Like, that's my... Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. Bro. I mean, that, that also goes about into your gun contracts. Because, I mean... I know but that's all of that's how what ESPN I'm talking is. about. I mean, yeah. like, there's con- people have contracts, man. Like, you know, there's probably... There could be a clause in Shannon Sharks contract where he doesn't have Twitter and but there could be one on skips that like uh we monitor your tweets and we don't want your tweet and stuff like I mean no, it's just, it all depends to, on your you contract got a, you got a point but, you got a point about that you got that's a good well, point. That's, that's true, true. It also goes to the thing about like let's say Dan Lebcard to go start his own podcast it, it could be in his contract that he's not allowed to do anything that's not ESPN affiliated unless oh, uh, without ESPN, and ESPN could be something like no. you can do a podcast through us but not on your own yeah, there's a guess there's a, a guess that we wanted that that's a Around the horn, uh, or around the horn, announced one of the people that plays in around the horn. I'm not gonna say his name. We were gonna get him on the show. He can't come on because yes, ESPN has him with no a uh, no guest uh, going on other po- going well, on yeah, podcasts. Well, yeah, that's because they're most of the people that come on around the horn. They're they're not 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 that they're up and coming journalists, but they're journalists that have some clout, but they don't have enough clout to to really. Be you know, host. get what they want out of ESPN and not have to give something back. Back, yeah. When it no. comes to like the rest of them, some of the big dogs, they can do what they want off air, and you know, it doesn't pertain to See, ESPN. But some of the, you know, the journalists ESPN like that really seems more like a a, a a a place where you you don't have a lot of freedoms. I'll give FS1 their props. That's why I had to Jason take that Whit- back. I said, yeah. "Oh, big dog, FS1 can do their thing." Yeah, Jason Whitlock and them just threw a party at Dre's, like. The, yeah, uh, bro. The, the Vegas club. Like, I don't think ESPN You can't do like, that, bro. You yeah, can't do that no. ESPN, bro. I got a friend Hell that works no. for ESPN, and he don't do shit. He don't do shit. And he, he don't do shit, bro. And he's not even, like, somebody who's important. Not to, you know, throw shade at him, because he's still working at ESPN. Yeah, that's fine. He can't do shit. You feel me? Like, and then I got some friends. That, you already know that I got friends that work at Beach Report, and they traveling the world and shit like that, and they throwing parties all the time. And they, most of the people that's at their parties... Work for FS1. I've never seen him at a party with people that work for ESPN ever. Yeah. Ever. And my, so that's see, why I know that ESPN got some other shit going on. But at the end of the day, and that's they're my thing. Godfather why you don't sports leave? TV though. They oh, but okay. Can we admit this? Let's have this conversation because we this me and Schubert have been felt this way. ESPN's programming, besides Stephen A. Smith, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman, even them to a certain extent because they're going up against Skip and Shannon. Every there's. ESPN's programming is horrible now. Oh, yeah. It went downhill. I mean, but you know what it is? It's all about retaining talent. And when ESPN felt like the brand 
was bigger than the talent, yeah. that's when it went downhill. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, yeah. for me, I used to wake up in the morning and watch Mike and Mike. I would, uh, something else would go on, and then I'd watch first take after that. Same. After first take, you're doing something else. But after they started feeling like the talent, when they started expanding to L.A., when they, when they split it off and they did one, you know, the headquarters in L.A. and they did the other yep. one in Connecticut, when they did that, that's when they really started to feel themselves, and it was like, yo, we bigger than the talent. And like when at that one happened, point, they started they losing everybody. People. Like you, they had skipped. They had bit, like Bill Simmons made thirty for thirty. Like yeah, bro, they I, had like, when they, everybody, bro. They like, lost that's my it. thing. Like when you got too when, big. When I mean, they lost even Marcellus, Simmons, was, like Marcellus yeah. was one of the only shows that was kind of Successful. watchable. Yes, Sports uh, Nation. After Colin I mean, left. I'll give Dan Levitard his props though. Like he's one of the more interesting personalities. Yeah, I, I, I know he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. And 100%. you know, you do have Stephen A, but it's just like one of these things where the 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 sports conversations in the media are dominated by Colin Cowherd, Skip and Shannon, mm-hmm. and even Chris and Nick over whatever they got in the morning. I don't even. Know. And then and Jason and 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 Marcellus do the controversial shit. Yeah, and they do. Uh, I don't yeah. even know where they put Mike, the other Mike that didn't retire. Uh, Who? Will Bond. No, oh, no, 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 you're Mike, talking about uh, Golik? Is it Green? He had, is it? He had, Golik no. is the one that retired, right? No, Golik, Ma- no, they just broke him up. Golik has a show with uh, Trey Wingo in the same that's, form that's of Mike and Mike. Is, yeah, that's what's Wait, they on broke them in the morning. Up to do yeah, different no, shows? Watch, no, let me, I thought let me one of them you. retired, bro. No, nah, this not, is ridiculous, mm-hmm. bro. Neither ESPN of them retired. ESPN is dumb. That's when they started losing It's Trey Wingo, Mike Golik, and Mike Golik Jr. doing Trey and doing Wingo and Golik. And then get up Ugh. is Jay is Jalen Rose. Oh Greeny. yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah, Greeny is with mm-hmm. is with Jalen. I did see that the other day on TV. You're right. I forgot about that. See, for me, when you have a certain dynamic, right, you should be willing to pay top dollar to keep them together. Yes. Greeny and Golick were the shit. Stephen A and Stephen A and Skip were the yeah. shit. Like you had, they had these dynamics going. Like yep. I remember when fucking what was it? Uh, it was around the horn, and it was like. Uh, PTI? Jerome is born is born is no, they, burning. Oh, was that Jim before? Rome. Oh no, Jerome, yeah, no, no. Okay, Jerome look, was before went, around yeah, the horn. No, okay, and so then look, they had PTI went, after. You're right. You're right. It went. It went. Um. So, uh, which one? Levitard had his show. Uh, yeah. I believe uh, uh, his and hers was there. Or numbers. Mm-hmm. Numbers don't lie. Jim Rome is burning. Then they went around the horn, and then they went uh, PTI, PTI, and then, and then it went Center. to Sports Center. Yeah. Well, and where's that's what I'm uh, like, where's highly questionable in that? Highly questionable. Well, uh, it was earlier. Lunch. It was yeah. after first take. Right? It was. It was yeah. the early morning show. So yep. for me, it was like you had all these things. Like the thing, the fact that we knew all the names of the shows just now speaks volume to where they were and yeah. how far they fallen. Because and, well, look how and, many of those endless we knew by heart. And in and Sports it, Center, only it survives because Scott Van Pelt does the midnight oh, yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, but, SVP, he's he the goat for that. But, and, sure. but without without him doing that, ever since they lost in in R.I.P. to my man Stuart Scott and uh mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what's the other dude's name? I'm from the dude from Canada. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting his name. Uh, it's John Williams. No, it's not John Williams. What's his name? Oh my, the 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 chub, the heftier black man who, who passed away, who did sports. Oh, Center. I can't remember his name either. But I'm, I know look, I'm about looking him. at his face. But when they lost those two dudes, Sports Center went down. Well, I mean, that's, that uh-huh. was the, but that was the part of the split because they put Scott Van Pelt in L.A. And they started splitting their talent up and trying to make it seem like whoever went to L.A. was more important than the ones that stayed back in Connecticut. And that's when 
the brand felt like they were bigger than the Eagles. They even even their and sports, even their sports talent fell off. Like you look at NBA used to be Magic Johnson, Stephen A. Smith, and Bill Simmons talking. Now now NBA is Jail is Paul Pierce. Oh my gosh. J- oh, I look, like look, 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 look. I'm not doing I'm not doing none of those dudes dirty. And right? then the because- NFL countdown, I don't even listen to. Because I'd rather listen to the FS1 dude with the real, like some of the best NFL talent out there. The, but I the say this though, about right. the the, uh, the the football the talent, Moss. the football oh, yeah, talent they couldn't, they couldn't, uh, they couldn't compete with what you call it. Um, what's the shits? Fuck, what's this motherfucker's name? Wait, uh, with straight hand and uh, and is it Dicka? Yes. Oh, you, you talking about compete. everybody at yeah, you can't compete in the with Dicka and straight hand? Because I'm telling you right now, America's watching straight hand and Dicka. It doesn't Terry matter who Bradshaw. else is with them. And yeah, and, and uh, Harry, yeah, come and, on, and bro. Jimmy. I don't care yeah, who else is there, bro. That's Nobody what I else matters. That is the show. When football season come around, I'm watching Terry. I'm watching. I'm watching Mike. I'm watching them. I'm not watching nobody else. I'm sorry. I'm not. Because that's I, my, I, I will oh, say though, uh, if you listen to any Colin Cowherd show and that he talks about his old employer, like you know what it, what it is. Like he, Colin Cowherd has multiple times said, like there. I am here because I did not have the freedoms yep. that yeah. I could that I should have had when I was there. Yeah, that's why true. I told him he had to take back his FS1 statement. I said, "Hold up, big dog," because yeah. I've only been looking at. I've been, you know, I'm eventually gonna get out of news, and when I do, and I start writing for somebody else, it's gonna be Fox Sports. I'm telling you right now. That's my, what I'm trying to tell you. My dog, thing is, it's like, yo, okay, so why don't some? And that's my thing. If if people like Dan. Are they scared of the, not having the check at other places? Because I yeah. feel like people like Dan and Stephen A, if, if FS1 hurt, because FS1 needs to build their slate more. Stephen A needs, is getting uh, paid a lot, though. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So I feel like, but I feel like with Stephen, I think it's, uh, he black. Don't forget that. The pride thing. Skip left. I don't yeah. know if he's going to go to FS1 just because of that but, fucking reason. Yeah, you're right. You so, show you're right. And he want to be man. Main reason why I feel like he won't and go. And he trying to make ESPN the shit, at least yeah. with this. Because isn't Stephen A about to have sport, do a sports in? Like, they, they work he might, Stephen A, bro. They might, like, bro. I mean, I know on everything. NBA calm down next yeah. year. As soon as the NBA season starts, you see Stephen A on that, on that fucking television at least yeah. six hours out the day, bro. Yeah. And I mean, that's I will, not including the reruns. I will say about ESPN, they do have the SEC Network, and the SEC Network's yeah. fire. Yeah, no, ESPN has some fire stuff, but they like, definitely got fire. a lot of good stuff. They have watching. They do. FS1 like, doesn't have the ability to watch sports with them. Like you, like I mean, when when it comes to college football, man, I'm watching Pollock ESPN over Clad. Is, I'm sorry, Clad, but like, and see, and that's my I'm thing. Just, they have college football and college basketball. I Herb Street and you know Herb Marty Street? Smith. Oh yeah, Herb Street. Jay Billis. Oh yeah, like, Jay Billis. Billis. Jay Williams. Billis, yeah. Jay Williams. Billis and yeah. basketball. I ain't talking about them. Well, I'm just saying. I'm like, I'm just saying they have they have a domination over the college sports. Oh yeah, when sure. when, it, when it comes to college sports, they have the best uh, announcers and pregame show hosts there is in the fucking. Yeah, and games. I get them that. And like, games, oh, yeah. well, I mean, right. the games is different though because we already know the Disney, the Disney yeah, complex has yeah. the, They have the stronghold on those games. I'm not trying to, <laughs> as a business standpoint, I'm not, I'm not knocking them. To dis- when yeah, it comes I'm to shit like that, I'm not that knocking shit. them. They, they keeping them brand. games. The college football games, that's theirs. It's going to be on ESPN and ABC, the games you want to watch. For yeah, sure. big facts. Without a doubt. But when it comes to, like, the, the way they treat talent, you can tell that they treat talent like dirt. 
And it's a damn yeah. shame that people on the outside can see that. Yeah, and it's like, at this point, I remember growing up, I always wanted to work for ESPN. Now it's like FS1, Bleacher Report, like there's The Ringer. There's other places that I rank above ESPN. There's and so it never was like that. that. I don't even think I've looked at a job opening for ESPN, bro. Me neither. Like, and that's the, and that's the thing. I've looked at job openings at The Ringer, Bleacher Report, like all these places. And ESPN used to be the godfather, but you can never take away what ESPN did. Oh no, yeah, they, they're gonna be the legacy. They're gonna be the legacy regardless. You feel me? They always but the fall the of Rome station. was crazy. Like, oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> the yeah. fall of Rome was insane, and ESPN was Rome. But next up, uh, Take K, fifty-five years in jail. I saw he some ain't people beat that case. He beat the no. race, but he ain't beat the case. I saw, and then he still got the. Uh, this was the case where he didn't have the gun. Now he got to go stay in trial for the gun. Take K never getting out of the jail. I saw some oh, people no, saying free Take K. It's like. I can't say free. I, I can't say free a murderer, bro. I'm Me sorry. Neither. I felt the same way. I was like, I'm not hashtagging that. I'm not yeah, like, no, no. Hashtag, nothing. Like I can't free no murderers. Like the system didn't wrong him. Like he did the wrong. Like I, I get it if it was like someone who got railroaded or some other shit or some drugs. Like where we could dispute the shit. But no, this nigga was running, was murdering people, and made a song called "A Race." How he murdered someone and escaped the cops' uh, jurisdiction. He gotta go. He gotta do his time, bro. I'm sorry, TK. Like he you just did the crap. You gotta do the do time. The time. Yeah. He looked like a little demon too. No offense. He do. <laughs> he really do. But that's that's all we got on TK. Uh, next up, uh, let's do these two things in pertaining to comedy and sports before we finish off with our uh, dating questions for the week. First up, Pacquiao Thurman. With uh, mm. the question: Should a 40 year old beat a 30 year old? That's crazy. Mm. Is Pacquiao back? Do we want to see him versus Mayweather? Because I don't. They're both 40 I don't. Plus. They owe this yeah, shit. Yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth, bro. <laughs> sit down. They're both for y'all. Go sit down somewhere. Thurman, he, he got to go sit down, too. Stop but Pacquiao here. and, uh, and, and uh, Mayweather, we don't want to see that shit. Y'all old, bro. Go That's sit down what I'm somewhere. saying. I'm uh, tired of that. But I mean, all I'm saying is put some respect on Pacquiao to come on in there and just, you know, Knock this dude around, you know. Yeah, like, he was I mean, at the it just ass. it just shows and cements that Pacquiao is one of the greats of boxing, regardless of losing the Mayweather. Oh no, one hundred percent. I don't think yeah. I'm not. I would never discredit Manny Pacquiao. He's one of the goats, but he couldn't beat Floyd. That's all. He's just not the goat. He's one of the best of all, best ever. He's just not the best ever. Floyd. Yeah. I don't want to see him fight no more. I don't want to see. I'm not paying no more money to see Floyd dance around a ring with Manny Pacquiao. I'm about to say that, bro. I'm I ain't gonna lie to no you, bro. I did that. Before. I don't even understand why people like. I'm I'm the dude that I used to go to people's parties and I bring like, I, I bring Chip like, and I, yeah, bro, what do you need me to bring? But I'm not paying for, paying for the fight because every time I'm seeing Floyd fight, he was dancing around the fucking ring. That's what I'm saying. No way I'm paying for that shit. Floyd, I ain't never seen Floyd, and, and maybe I was too too young to see Floyd. Bro, do the, no, stuff, he but doesn't. I ain't That's never not seen how he Floyd fights, bro. Punch, punch niggas like talking about. No, like Pacquiao fights. Oh yeah, Get, sign me up, bro. I watch them shits. It's it's straight jab for jab the whole time. I'm gonna watch Canelo too. <laughs> I'm not fucking with Mayweather, bro. I'm not yeah, paying for them no. fights. I don't care if this if it's like a, a mind game. Guess what, motherfucker? I paid for a bloodbath. And I'm yeah. getting a strategic bullshit. And the only reason why I paid for the last Mayweather fight because he because he fought my boy Conor McGregor. He not getting me again. And Conor not getting me again either. 
I know it never happened, but I watched him get knocked out by Deontay Wilder because that. Oh that yeah, well, <laughs> well, I don't. Well, it could not. It couldn't happen. I don't if know. Deontay Wilder lands one punch, he's done. That's right, the thing. But, I'm saying, but Deontay Wilder would have to lose so much weight, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. either, either Floyd had to gain a lot of weight. That, or, or Deontay would be a crackhead. That's what I'm saying. It would never happen. Yeah, that's the yeah. only way that you get me to watch is if I can watch Dante w- Deontay Wilder knock, knock out Floyd. Now, see, put yeah, him on I mean, his back. <laughs> when it comes to fighting, I'm a UFC fan. Like, John Jones, uh, Daniel... Like, I'm, I'm not a Daniel Cormier fan. I'm not going to lie. John Jones, Conor McGregor. Shout out to the guy Dustin Poirier. Max, Holl- Max Holloway. Like, I like UFC because they actually fight... People get knocked out and people get choked out. The only thing I don't like about the UFC is when submissions happen, when they do one of them leg submissions. So I want to see people get punched and kicked. Y'all, y'all be rocking the UFC? Yeah, I mean, man. It's, sure. it's kind of a bloodbath. I ain't gonna lie. I be. I, you watch I, that? I do. I do like it though. I ain't gonna lie. I don't want to support it. I don't want to support it. Why? I don't keep track with it. It's gladiator <laughs> sport. It, it is a gladiator sport. It is. But like, they sign up for that. They do. They do. And then, like, the, uh, the, the young dude that, that passed away last Friday because of his injuries in a boxing match, it really don't make a difference which one you sign up for because if somebody hit you the wrong way, regardless of which sport you're doing, boxing or UFC, you can, you can lose your life. So, yeah, you could. I don't want to promote it, but I'll be watching. No. <laughs> okay. I'll I I be watching. I'll be, watch. be watching, too. I, just, I, don't, I don't like to think about that. And speaking on that, rest in peace to the, to the fighter who just recently died from that. He got in a fight. And it was, and they threw in the towel late. He yeah. threw up after the fight. He had to get surgery to to, to uh, reduce the swelling of the bleeding. He ended and, up passing away. Yeah, he was twenty eight. Yeah, man, that that's see, that's the downside to the fight game. But I like if you look at history, that's how gladiator fights were. Somebody yeah, and if, always die. And if they don't die, then it's like a long, you know, suffering shit. Like you know, like Muhammad Ali, where you yeah. lose yourself and you live for another twenty eight. Look, man, shoot me. Right? That's you know if that's I, the downside of boxing. If I'm not the same person, don't let me live like that shit for ten years, twenty years. Yeah, Fuck put that. a plug. I, I I told my girlfriend I don't want to be no vegetable. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And even Just if I'm a not plug. a vegetable, if I don't remember shit or I got shit that's fucking my head, nah, man. I Y'all think uh, old people should drive like at a certain age? Like I feel they like should they should have to take another law. test. They got to take like, another test. If you bro, pass the test again, cool. If you don't, <laughs> the moment you turn sixty. The moment you turn 60, I think you need to take a test. Sure. I want you to oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, like, I agree these, with that. These, old people, road test. these people on the road can just, are the worst, like, these old people are the worst drivers. Doesn't matter the race. If it's just old people, old people are the worst drivers. They really are. Like, I, I almost got, I almost had to cuss an old man out, but I was, I had to calm my nerves because I was like, yo, that's an old man. Chill out, Lynn. Just pass him up and just be about your business. Nigga was driving 20 miles an hour in a 45 50. <laughs> <laughs> he almost got cursed out big time. Big we know you time. got road rage. We ain't even going to ask you. It's the worst. But next up, there's a conversation going on the internet due to Lion King being out and doing the, some, of, some, some of the other actors stuff forming. <laughs> Donald Glover versus Jamie Foxx. Which one's better? People have been saying Donald Glover, but I, and I, they've been a strong Jamie Foxx contingent. I, I, I always say I don't know where I fall on this, and I always think about it. I think Donald has to do some more things before he can pass Jamie, but he's on the way. But still, at this day and age, at this point, this time, Jamie's still the, still the, uh, the best multi-talented guy. Well, yeah. You see, for me, that's a tough one because, like, 
Jay, when they, yeah, no, see, look, because I saying. know Donald Glover looked up to Jamie. Like, there's nobody who does comedy, and when they say comedy, Jamie's not one of the names that they bring and up. And especially because you know he, he wants to be a writer, an actor, and a musician. That's and Jamie. Singer, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. Jamie in a, in a whole. That, that is what Jamie is like. Y'all remember when, when Snoop Dogg was tripping and he was on his Snoop Lion shit? Like, these niggas was writing for Snoop Lion. Like, yeah. Him, him and Eddie Murphy, these niggas making songs with him. I'm like, bro, come on. We talking about, nah, bro. That's the that's these are the people that he looked up to. Eddie Murphy, Jamie Foxx, Chris Tucker. Uh, and I, look, I'll they, give, those are the guys he grew up watching. I can't put them against each other. That's acting, bullshit. acting. I don't know if I can give the, uh, Donald the uh, the nod over Jamie yet with acting because Jamie won an Oscar. Jamie, right. Jamie did some crazy roles. I gotta see Donald do some more roles singing. I can't give it to child. I can't give it to child. I, I can't Jamie. get that one there. Exactly. No, I don't know. Jamie got some. Jamie got some legendary you know albums. If I can, can give him that, regardless, because Childish is a better rapper. But I don't even. Jamie's not a rapper. Yeah, Childish no, no. is a better rapper. He's not yeah. even better singing than Jamie, regardless no. of what he do. This nigga just did Annie, bro. He just did a whole musical. He can't unless unless Childish is about to come out with a unless Donald Glover about to come out with a fucking musical. He, he got to be considered the best singer. <laughs> now, his he best can't. album, if you give me a good album... I, no, I, even if he can give me a good album or whatever he want to do, he got to be in a fucking musical to yeah. top Jamie. Jamie. Jamie was in Jamie musicals, them, bro. Come on. Jamie got them pipes. Comedy stand-up. Jamie got stand-up. But I can give Donald Glover I the mean, nod in writing. I mean, I'll give him the nod in writing. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, I know that's somebody. From. Like, this is like trying to. That's say... some Twitter shit, bro. That's some Twitter yeah, shit. Yeah, it's know a Twitter he was conversation. Yeah, up. I know. He that's did. a Twitter thing. Well, Twitter, this, this Twitter is, was having the debate. I feel like this is like trying to to say that um, Andrew Luck is Peyton Manning. You know? Right. You know. It's you're like, right. That's exactly what that is. Good, it's like for, good analogy. Like Jamie's been doing what Jamie's been doing for like you know two Years. decades now. Yeah. Like I mean, like. I mean, you can't compare Donald Glover, Childish Gambino to Jamie Foxx. Like, Childish yeah, Gambino, number weird, one, bro. hasn't really... He, he's not committed enough to Childish Gambino for, for that. He's not really committed be. enough to eat any of the things. Like, he really is. Like, he's like, ooh, I'm a right heavy this time. I'm a yeah, we can tell he's time. indifferent like, about all the yeah, stuff. We can tell. You can see it. it. I mean, I would put him the more. most in acting. It, yeah, and, but, right and now. Like, and then it goes back to, like, maybe the quality of some of the things that Donald Glover is doing right now might be better than the quality of some of the things Jamie Foxx has done in the past. Yeah. But Jamie's just done way more. I mean, there's just... And that's the thing. Like, Donald might have more blockbusters, like, big, big, big time blockbusters over Jamie, but Jamie got the Oscar. Jamie got a lot of, a lot of big roles. I mean, Jamie was on TV. Yeah, Jamie yeah, has Jamie did two of the, the color. He did Moesha. He did motherfucking mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx show, Fox show. Saturday mm -hmm. Night Live. Like, come on, bro. He was like, I'll give Donald Glover that he was in Star Wars. He was in Lion King. He he's he's he. Uh, he was in a successful TV show in his a, own yeah. Atlanta, and he was in Community. Community. But this like, motherfucker him... played Ray Charles though. Like, yeah, come right? on, bro. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm That's saying. What I'm saying. He was in Dreamgirls. He, yeah. he killed that fucking role in Dreamgirls. He was in Miami bro. Vice. He was in Miami Collateral. Vice? Come on, bro. Like, Law Body Citizen? Come yeah. on, bro. Jamie's done too many different kind of things. I mean, he's he like one of the most... out of comedy and went into serious roles. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I can't... And it's not his song, but he's on one of the most iconic songs of all time. Which one? Which one are you talking about? You're talking Gold about that Kanye song. Come on, Gold? bro. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, and then, on, oh, Django? Oh, my God. 
Wait, this nigga was Jay. Jay I forgot Jamie Foxx was a villain in a Spider-Man movie, even though that, that bro, movie. I'm trying to, yeah. Bro, but I'm trying to tell you, bro. I forgot my about that. Was, how you go from being Jango to being the bodyguard of the White House? I'm Yo. sorry. Yeah, I mean, true, being true. the president, my fault. Being the, the president, president, my yeah. fault. Being the president and then being Jango. Come on, bro. When you talk about stretching roles, you talk about stretching roles, you can't put somebody who's already established an entire resume against somebody who's still working on theirs. Yeah. So now, for me, now, that you want to got to be put to rest. Now, what I'm saying with like my comparison with Luck and Manning is like, if you want to say someone is on the path to right. be, oh, you see, look, that's a then great, like I agree great. with you. Yeah, I agree right, with okay. you. But if you want to say you're right already now, there, then no. like that's a stretch. Like you just can't do that based upon time. Yeah, no, yeah, you got a, you just, got a great point. You can't do it. It's, there's not enough to compare. Because like I'm looking at his movies right now. He has Guava Island, The Lion King. He was in Men in Black International, but not not a big role. Mm. Solo. He had not a big role in The Martian. And then Spider Man Homecoming. He had not a big role. So Bro, he's only none of that big, matters. Yeah, that's when we talk about Ali and. Him playing in, him playing Ray Charles. Yeah, you're right. His resume, he don't stand it. His whole Donald Glover's whole resume don't even compare to Ray. Yeah, you're right. He don't because have if you could take somebody who was a comedian and a singer at heart and put them in a serious role as Ray Charles, who was going through so much shit, the drug abuse, the child abuse, the you know the trauma as a kid, and to put yeah. them in that kind of thing and you kill the role. Come on, bro. I'm not now, even debating that. That's ridiculous. But I'm gonna give I'm gonna give I'm not, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Charles Gambino the writer the writer hat because Thirty Rock he wrote for well he yeah was, he was he wrote for Atlanta he wrote for Community he wrote for SNL like I'm gonna give but him, it's I'm still like writing. what uh, uh what Shuby said though like he's on a great path you can tell that he's on a great path to do great things but at this point in time you can't compare somebody to somebody who's been doing that shit for twenty Whatever. years longer than them that's weird and then, and then Jamie Foxx was on Broadway too like, yeah that, that, bro that's what I'm telling you I'm like, like you talking about Tony's. being a singer this man <laughs> is a motherfucking musician he's he's been in multiple musicals I can't compare somebody who was a who came up as a rapper to somebody who's a motherfucking singer who got Tonys I'm okay. sorry so all Jamie, Jamie Foxx wrote is the Jamie Foxx show in like two episodes of In Living Color so yeah Childish gets writing Jamie gets singing Jamie gets acting. And Jamie gets, uh, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. But he's on and a comedy. great path, like Shuby said. He's on a great path to become somebody like that. But as he's just far not there as yet. comparing it, it's, un it's not comparable. It's really not. And then let's talk about the man that came before them and who was singing party all the time but was a better comedian than he was a musician, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy has a new movie coming out, Dolomite. I, I retweeted the picture. Craig Robinson's in it. Uh, there's a bunch of good black comedians in it. And I asked the question on Twitter, are we about to get Eddie Murphy back or are we getting that nigga that was in Norbit and doing all these other things? Like, hey, which look, Ed, look, which look, look. Eddie Murphy I'm going to tell you what's getting? wrong with Eddie, right? Because, look, I got, like, three roles. There's three guys that really made the, the, the comedian that I am today. And Eddie is one of them. Eddie found out that if you make kid movies, you can make a killing off of that. And Eddie started chasing the bag and he lost really himself to chasing the bag. Yeah. Is Eddie about to so, be Eddie again? That's what I asked. Oh, yeah. Mike Adams really, is in it. Craig right. Robinson. Ooh, but that's what I'm saying. The people that's in it, I can tell that it's Eddie, Eddie. It's not the Eddie that's chasing the bag. Because the Eddie that's chasing the bag would have had a bunch of Disney star cast. Yeah, you got a so, good point. That's what I'm saying. Like, I know what happened to Eddie. It was clear, honestly, to me, what happened to Eddie. It was that he got caught up after Dr. Doolittle. He got caught up in chasing the bag because those movies was making so much money. 
And that's my like I mean, And he started making hella kid movies after that. He couldn't help himself because they were doing numbers. Like, I mean I he was he good as, he was good in Shrek, I mean he That's was, what I'm saying. Like the kid movies was bringing in him bread and he Mushu. was like, Oh yeah. He was he was moving yeah. Shrek. Like, that was earlier. He, he had great, great uh child actor role, like voice actor and, roles, but yeah. his live action suffered. He gained weight. Like Eddie used to be an action star. Like Beverly Hills Cop was one of my favorite movies Bro, ever. All them shits, him, the golden child, all them shits, those is coming those to are America, my fucking movies, trading bro. places. I'm like, trying to tell Harlem you, bro. Nights, Harlem Nights, Eddie Murphy is my guy. Quit. I thought I was Eddie Murphy bro. as a kid. Nobody could tell me different. I thought that was my dad. Nobody like, Eddie Murphy was the man, bro. And then, like, now the dude's putting out Norbit and, like, all these other things. And I know he can't change the fact that he gained. Well, he's older. He's an older man. Like, right. I can't expect him to be an action star. But can I get the Ed, the comedic Eddie of old? I don't know, bro. And I don't know if he's there. I don't know if that guy is there anymore because after, honestly, it might have even been before the, wait, yeah. No, it was the cartoon movies that started it. People and didn't think Chris did, Rock um, was coming back, gonna be himself again. But, uh, and, and Chris, Chris, I, Chris Rock's gonna be in that movie too. Can I? Uh, I, I need. To, I need to give y'all a hard take. I mean, a, a cold Ooh, take. Oh, you don't like Chris Rock? Take. Chris I Rock. never. I never liked Chris Rock. Mm. I, there was one movie he did that I liked. It was the movie, like it was like a movie that he did with like about him being married. I can't think of the name of it. Okay, well, like, you don't he like had, Chris he took Rock the as an actor? And shit. I don't like Chris Rock regardless. Like, oh, I never liked Chris okay. Rock. You don't like his comedy. I like I like everybody hate Chris odd enough, but other than that, there's Just nothing he's done. Stuff. There's nothing he's done but other than that that I like. Bring the pain? No. No. Ooh. So you're not okay. I get it. you're not one for the the political like because. Chris Rock is heavy political comedy. No, I just didn't think Chris Rock was funny regardless. Mm. I don't know. There was just something about him that I didn't like. It might have been his voice. I don't know. I didn't so, like Chris Rock from the jump. So your favorite Chris is Chris Tucker. Yeah, Chris Tucker, Eddie Murphy, and uh, Dave I, and and Dave Chappelle. That that really those are the guys that really like I, I, my my older brothers too. I can't lie. Those those two were like the first two that really you know put me onto the comedy shit. But like when it comes to the the people that was in the spotlight, Dave. Chris Tucker and Eddie Murphy is really who shaped the kind of comedian that I am. And okay. for me, it was just like Chris Rock was there, but he wasn't the kind of funny. Like, maybe he, he is funny to people, but he's not he's not the kind of funny that I've seen in myself. That you, and the okay. kind of funny that I... The thing that I saw funny was the thing that I, I feel like I could step out of my body and say. Mike Epps just being naturally funny as a person, I can, I can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. doing naturally funny shit, not really thinking about it. Same thing with Michael Blackson. You. Those guys were like naturally funny people. They didn't really have to think about it. But like when it comes to people that actually wrote their stand-ups and really put thought into it, they should put Eddie Murphy and, and Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Those the are the guys that were like, they can do multiple things. Michael Blackson and and like and Mike Epps, those guys are just funny. Like they were born funny. Like they just you can tell people who are just born funny, and funny. those guys yeah. were just born funny. See, the way you feel about Chris Rock, that's how I feel about D.L. Hughley. I don't think D.L. Oh, I hate D.L. Oh, my yeah. God. We talking about political comedy? That's yeah. political comedy. I don't oh think D.L. Hughley's funny, bro. I'm not a D.L. Hughley fan. Like, they, and, like, the comedian that I think is funny, who my pops and moms used to really fuck with, but he just, he, uh, R.I.P., and he don't get, he don't get the, enough love. Bernie? Bernie? No, I oh, oh, I'm about to say because Bernie a goat, but go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. Bernie's a goat. Like I love Bernie, but I'm talking about Patrice O'Neal. Oh who's yeah. In the office. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. right. No, you're right. Patrice was hilarious, man. Like I remember that's some of the things I remember watching those comedic specials. 
commercials with my parents, like, and it would be like, let me get out of here, you're getting too vulgar. But like, yeah. no, man, like that dude was hilarious. No, you're right, because he definitely, he definitely, definitely never got the recognition he got. He should have no. gotten, but he was fucking hilarious. Yeah, he, he was. was. But yeah, I don't like DL Hughley, man. I really no, don't. DL Hughley's trash. I thought yeah. he was gonna say Bernie when you said somebody passed away. I about to say, nah, no. Well, Come no, Bernie, on, Bernie, 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 a legend. I'll never forget that yeah. Def Comedy Jam special he did. That 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 uh the 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 famous Bernie Mac clip. Yeah, when, look, Def Jam voice. comedy really is like that's where I got the Chris Tucker shit from. You know oh, black like, black comedy wouldn't be the same without Russell Simmons. Like, oh Russell yeah, Russell Simmons made black comedy pop. Like one hundred. I know he and Bali escape trying to trying to dodge his me too right now but yeah, black comedy he, he not going the, to but it's <laughs> yeah black comedy wouldn't be the same without uh without uh deaf all deaf comedy jam like yeah, 100 that's a fact in, in the kings of comedy so 100 percent uh well let's get to the last topic of the day we have three things we talking about when it comes to dating this week yeah and just relationships first one we got what's the furthest you would drive for sex Wow. <laughs> and how do you wow. feel about driving? Driving. How do you feel about men and women driving for sex? Because I, I have a rule about this. Wow, that's funny. That's really funny to me. Because like for me, I don't drive, but I've had. I'm not tooting my horn, fellas. I love y'all. I'm not. Not trying to shit on y'all. I've had bitches fly from New York to Louisiana to get this dick. Did you pay for it? No. I did not. Oh, she paid for right. her flight. Round trip from New York. She spent a week in Lafayette. All and, right. and she flew back. So for me, I don't do that shit. You feel me? Oh, I'm not about that life. But I got bitches that have done that for me. I've got a I had a girl fly from New York to Lafayette. And I had a girl fly from Atlanta to Lafayette. For some Real. Day. Okay. So okay. for yeah. me, I don't know if I more than 30 minutes, I'm gonna change my mind. Oh, well, girl, look at this shit. This girls, nigga, 30 girls minutes. Girls be on some other shit. Girls will really fly halfway across the world for some dick. Sure. And that's I how thought, you know I they thought. love harder than us. Well, I, and going on Brooklyn's thing, I definitely had a girl come from St. Louis to come yeah. to Mobile. Look yeah, that's what I was talking about, bro. But I know she was going to drive. Don't have me out here. I know no, like, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm coming. My my rule is that, uh, you know, if, if it's something that's like, you know you'll be able to like stay, and it's not like a weird deal for you to stay. Then like I probably go uh, four hours. Um, but if uh, if it's something that's like you know you don't really want to, like I, that's more of like for someone that you care about. Yeah. But like if it's someone that you know it's just sex. It'd have to be a day thing. Like, I wouldn't go farther where I couldn't come home, you know? Right. Ooh, okay, okay. Like, That's maybe saying, maybe an hour, but, like... So, have you ever done a long-distance drive for sex, you? Yeah, yeah. Well, as long as you've driven to, driven to get About sex. About an hour. See, that's... All right, cool. I like that. An hour. Okay. Okay, go see. Ahead. Go ahead, Lynn. Go ahead, Lynn. Go see, I have a rule. In my younger yeah. days, I used to drive to go get... And, and I would drive... Just from a hunch, like, ooh, maybe I got it this time. Like, go, like nothing popping off and laughing. Let me see, let me see what I can go do and be up. And now, in my old, I'm like, nigga, you are stupid. I, I don't suggest that to anybody. The furthest I would drive, I think, would be, but is three hours. 
worst. And that's like Super said, I gotta have a guarantee that at least I can sleep at your house night. I'm yeah. yeah. And like I gotta have a guarantee that I'm at least get a kiss. Like I'm not trying to, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, like, I would assume no. you're driving for some pussy. If you're not, yeah, if you're not exactly. just for a kiss, I'm about to come back. No, no, to, no, no, but, but you, know, look, yeah. look, you know, you know what I mean. Like, I, like when I say I gotta have a guarantee that I'm sleeping, like I'm not mean. Like I'm just, I'm coming over there. We watching a movie and I'm sleeping. And you know, well, you no, know, I, I meant mean. like a guarantee of not getting kicked out. That's what I yeah, meant. Like, yeah, yeah. Sleeping, like I didn't make sure I can rest before I hit back the road. I'm, I mean, like a guarantee that I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get some love that night. Like I'm not driving. So what's the furthest you've driven? Furthest I've driven, four hours. God damn, Linda. Four hours. God yeah, damn. Four hours. And it was... up, <laughs> I can't even call you a pimp. I got to take that back. Hold on, my brother. You out here tripping, okay? She'll be the pimp. We the pimp. You out here acting crazy. Four well, hours. It, it was, the longest look, I've ever driven for okay. a woman is my daughter. You crazy But look, look, look. No, wait, wait, wait. But let me, can I, can I, let me get your reply. Please explain. Yes. She, did, she didn't live in the place where we were going four hours. It was a date for like a date that was four hours away, and it was to solidify mm. getting some. So it's a little like I I, I you still like, drove four hours for it. Nah, you still drove four yeah, hours. Yeah, I know, solidify. I know. Once you said solidify, look, you still drove four hours for some. But look, it was like it was like a, a I'm asking you out on this date. And we're going here, this place that's four hours away. And I mean, look, it was the, it was the hotel thing where I was like, four hours away. Get, obviously, you're gonna get it then. Because, bitch, I'm going to have to, yeah. <laughs> it but, was one of those things where it was like, I'm going to pull out, I could get the bed. And she was like, no, no, we're sleeping together. Then. Oh, you I know, heard this story yeah, already. I already you know, heard that you know, story. You know, you Four know. Four hours, though. Before I was, though. But, hours, though, but no, you now, now it's like I'm not going further than New Orleans, ever. Like, 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 like Look, two bro, hours. you wildin', bro. Two, two hours? I'm New Orleans not bad. two hours, bro. An hour, bro. Like I told you before, <laughs> the furthest girl I'm driving you know, for is my daughter. The, the furthest girl I'm driving for is my daughter. I'm not going no further for nobody, bro. She's the only girl that's going to get me out here driving hella far in one day. No other bitch in this world could ever get me to drive. To drive. That Hell oh, no. Well, at least me and Schubert I, are on the, the two. Well, two, I hours. will say I have gone farther, but. It wasn't like just for that, you know. It's like I've gone, I've gone like you know to a different city to well, see you're friends. Well, if you go to visit people, nah, see that don't count. And bro. Then, if you like, go see but, friends and you go get some, you get some pussy on the side. That's different. That's not yeah. the same thing, bro. That's not the same thing. <laughs> well, you go up there knowing that that's a possibility, but like, well, it's yeah, not your but main goal. Yeah, it's not your main goal. So oh, yeah. but okay, well, okay, well, then, wait, wait, nah, nah, no, because that kind of count. Because I didn't have a couple of them where it's like, ooh, I'm going on this bro trip, but. I'm really going to get some pussy. But I'm going to hit up this old girl because I know she's there. Yeah. Exactly. Nah, but you know how girls get down, too, though. You know how the city girls get down. They be like, oh, oh, you in my city. And they be like, we not Lincoln. You feel me? So (laughs) really, really, my boy, Shoe had his plan already. He was staying with his boys. But if he could get some, he He was going to pursue it. No, I, I, was, I was a a But you drove with her, though. You drove with her, though. So that's different. That's different. That's not what Shoe did. Driving with women is the best thing because you you find out whether or not you could be in a relationship with. Yeah, them. but you be I, in love, like, oh, love. Oh, we got, talking got, about we out here trying to get some dope. We trying to get some. But no, but I'm just saying. So you don't we think I'm just saying? Shit. I'm just saying if you're trying to find a girlfriend, it, the best oh, way to find out if she don't want to be your. No, look, trying to find love. The best way to find out if she is worth your time 
Mm-hmm. Now I'm not even saying the love of your life, just worth your time. Uh-huh. Go, on a, go on a road trip with him, see how see how that conversation. This goes. man be uh, on that booger sugar. No, bro, I'm shit. telling you, people listening I'm... to them real '80s vibes <laughs> talking about road trip shit. We get on no. the plane, bitch. Get your ass on the plane. I'm not finna be in the car with you. The only person I've been in the car with for that long that wasn't a man was my mom, and she drove me absolutely fucking nuts. She drove me nuts. Oh my I, god. I definitely have been like with someone. <laughs> it is miserable. An hour long to have, you know, to go someplace to do what we were trying to do because we couldn't do it where we were. Yeah. I had that before. And how are those things? It, it, the, well, the, I mean, it's, it's definitely admit, interesting to have the the drive. Yeah. Because I mean, doesn't like, that tell you if you can be with someone? Because you find out. Okay, what happens when when y'all can just can y'all ride in the car quiet? Does she just say? Try to make small talk the whole time. Is she annoying? Like, or does she feel you're annoying? Like, there's so much you figure out in that car. Well, well you know what? I'm, you got I a point. Do, I wouldn't do it with some. I, I wouldn't do that with someone that I didn't know. Yeah, see, you know what? I, I have good point. Good point. <laughs> because this motherfucker, Lyndon, is crazy. <laughs> no, not, me, not someone I didn't me, know, but someone I, I was getting to know. Wait, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, cordial shit, and you're trying to get to know him better. I understand exactly. For me, but I mean, like, if it was like my first few times knowing this person, like the, the person oh, yeah, I see, I've done that time. With, yeah, I know no, we, that person we for know like you four years. Boy, like, you know, <laughs> me, I gotta figure them out. I'm not good. Lynn is out <laughs> here, bro. Me, look, look, for me, the only woman I've been in the car ride with for more than an hour, I lied. I gotta take that back. I said my mama. Me and my baby mama, we've been in the car ride together. But oh, yeah, I, I knew that. We, I know we, I we, like that. To, we like we like to talk a lot. So for us, it's nothing, you know what I'm saying? And I've already expressed on the podcast more than one time that I get down with country music, you feel me? So we 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 driving in the back roads or whatever, windows roll down, got the country music a little low. We call, look at you, you know boy. Y'all you know know what what about me. Look, oh, look at I'm him. Single. Sure I'm single. Him. When I'm single. Mama listening I'm to single. On the back road. Listen, Money. listen. Oh, look I'm single. I'm single, Louisiana, right? bro. <laughs> exactly. Louisiana got to me. This nigga came from New York and got, got hooked by the Southern lifestyle. You trying to, I'm trying to tell you, baby. I can't go back up there. Oh, no, baby. What I'm trying to tell you is this, though. What I'm trying to tell you is this. You got a point. But regardless, I'm single. My baby mama is my baby mama at the end of the day. Because we got a beautiful daughter. You feel me? But, I feel you. But what I'm trying to say is, you got a point about you can get to know about a certain person on the road trip. You got a point. Yeah, yeah. But but at the same time, with you, we said I gotta already know that my certain level before we take that road trip. Cause Lynn, you bugging the fuck out, bro. Second date one time, nigga, I was wild. Second date, you are wild, wild. (laughs) And yo, I have uh, that was. When I had some money because I wasn't spending it on nothing. And well, I was look, like, oh, that's not the issue, though. Go. The issue is how awkward <laughs> it could have gotten. Like, you really took a leap of faith because yeah. it could have been a really awkward ride. Like, <laughs> but yeah. see, wait, I've had yeah. one of those before where I went an hour away to Baton Rouge and it was like, well, see, look, that's not bad. I could do that. No, 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 no. Traffic on the bridge, my brother. And it was, oh. it was the most boring. Like, we were stuck in traffic for two and I have, I, it was like I went to New Orleans anyway. That two Damn. and a half hours coming back, two and a half hours going. And by the, and I couldn't even turn around because by the time I got caught in the traffic, I was in the middle of the bridge. So there was no way to turn around and say, oh, we, oh. we turned this ship around. So it was like, we had to go. And she was yeah. like, yeah, I want to go, I want to go. And then the moment, and she just was the most, I'm not going to, I'm not going to badmouth nobody. But look, you ain't got to say no names, big dog. You ain't got to say no names. That ain't nobody was miserable. 
Yeah, that was that was just miserable. And I, so I can't say I've had all successes. I've had some successes. I got some it. Have been I, all I'm saying is I'm commending you for taking that leap of faith. Cause oh, I yeah. and that about that life. Like I said, other than my baby mama, the only other woman I've been in the ride with that long is my mom and my sister. And them two bitches, I could have eaten their heads off because <laughs> they were so fucking annoying. Mind oh, yeah. you, neither one of them because. My sister, born and raised in New York City, my mom left Jamaica in 1981 and came to, to New York. Drive. Neither, Neither one of them can drive. So they sitting there being annoying, and I'm like, you know what? It'd be a little bit better if one of y'all could take over and I could sleep. But now, <laughs> it's been six hours, and I'm still driving, and y'all pissing me the fuck off. Oh, yeah, bro. I don't like to ride with my mama no more in the car, my, Oh, my, my God. I told her already. That's the last road trip. When I drive, <laughs> she, she says every little thing about how I drive. But then when she take over... It's like it's not we got speed racer, we got text and drive, phone call. So my mama oh, just be God. doing the mo- like my mama can do fifty things while driving. I'm like, mama, you want to talk about me and you trying to kill me in this call. <laughs> so I told I didn't realize how in danger I was when I was a young boy. And now it's like I can't ride with you. Just can't. I'm a driver, and you can just complain. <laughs> Fuck that, nah, nigga. Okay, the next one we got is this. I, I was thinking about this and I, I was like. Yo, this is pretty interesting. I was thinking about a way to solve cheating. Cheating happens most of the time. And, and granted, sometimes cheating happens because they, they don't love each other anymore and they don't know how to break up. But most of the time, I'm talking about cheating that's the drunken, I'm horny, my, my person's not here, I can't get to my person, let me just do this. You know what solves that? Masturbate. If niggas yeah. just masturbate, all, you know what? You would all change bad your mind decisions, in a whole minute, bro. That's what I'm saying. All bad decisions end. Once you bust that nut and masturbate, you want to go to sleep and be like, damn. I'm Your whole mood changed. Your whole mood changed, bro. It's Yo. crazy, but it's a great and efficient way to stop yourself from doing dumb shit. It's bro, a great I really, way. I was like, man, I, I didn't, I, I, I always want to talk about this in the podcast because it's like, I didn't realize how, like, some days when, you, when that horniness really just takes over and you're like, oh, I'm a horny, I'm a horny bastard. And it's like, once you fab, it's like, oh, okay, it's over with. <laughs> back, you don't. Th- back. Well, my question is, is like, you you don't think that they're already doing that? Mm, see, mm, I don't. Mm, like, mm. I don't really think that it's about the nut. Mm, so you think it's what I said before that they have relationship problems? Yeah, I mean, I think like you know, usually, in, usually in times. Cheat. I mean, usually in times where you like are thinking about cheating or like people who I don't know, I've never cheated before, but yeah, like. I feel you on that. But, like, you know, any time where I've felt inclined to, it was more like I was attached to the emotional connection. Like, mm. I, it was more, I wouldn't have done it unless I felt something, you know? Like, Ooh, see, okay, well, that brings up a beautiful conversation because I was going to say, I, this is something I was going to bring up next week, but let's do it now. I think women, more so than men, and, and you just disagree with what I'm about to say, women emotionally cheat, men can just physically cheat, but you think that you said you wouldn't want, every time you would think about cheating, it was more for the emotional, not the physical. And I think that's interesting. Brooklyn, how you feel about that? Because see, I think women emotionally cheat, and I feel emotionally cheating is worse than physically cheating because you're emotionally attached to that person and you're cheating because of that. Whereas men, it's just, oh, I just had to get my nut real quick and I can go back to my baby and love her. You know what I mean? That's how some men be. You want, you want, look, I'm gonna tell you right now. Be honest, we talking about I'm being honest, I'm being real shit with you, real shit, dog. I bit I I used my power 
being in the predicament I was growing up as a kid, I grew up with three women, right? I know a little bit of more insight about women that I shouldn't know. And I use that to my advantage when I was in college. And their, their emotional cheating, I made it into a physical cheating because I knew how to get it to that next level, right? Mm, so yeah. I am a guilty man of making women cheat. Not, not forcing them to cheat, but getting them to that point where they, think, they didn't think they would get to. Mm, okay. I'm guilty okay. of that. So you're the, you're the boy person to manipulate. I'm not that person. No, you're the side that, that person manipulate to get the uh to, to get the women to emotion. Honestly, bro, the manipulating things that I did, if I would tell you, I mean, I would tell you right now. Uh, my no, first no, we, we summer, don't have to talk about this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not putting nobody's name out there. I'm not putting okay. nobody's name out there. My first time in Lafayette, first thing I said, we was going out. We kept going out as friends, friends. You know, I was a bartender. All my friends like service at the restaurant. We should all just be single this summer. Like, fuck oh, it. Let's just be yeah. single, bro. <laughs> Five <laughs> days later, everybody in the clique was single. And I'm like, well, Man. I mean, I didn't really tell y'all to be single if y'all was happy. I was just, <laughs> you know, saying it to say it. And I had one of the best... Shout out to summer 2016, man. One of the funnest fucking summers of my damn life, bro. <laughs> Not because of the sex, just because nobody had responsibilities. Nobody's worried about their old lady or their old man calling them. We just had so much fun. And then I felt like with that, I realized that maybe I shouldn't tell people things that is on my mind because people really be taking that shit to consideration. And I, I wouldn't be that like person to do, but I know, I know for a fact you're right. Women cheat emotionally, emotionally. But if that person has a strong enough connection with them, they can make them cheat physically, too. Yeah, that's true. But I, I think, whereas, like, okay, whereas with women, I think it has to start emotionally, then it can become just physical. But, at some, but they have to get, like, men, if a woman looks at you a certain way and she fine, y'all don't have to say a word. Y'all can just go bang, as long as she get it okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. with women, it's like, they have to talk. They got to get to, like, they want, they want to know things. You're right. Yeah. Before they right. cheat. So it's like, and to me, like, if I'm getting cheated on, that's worse to me because it means you like that nigga. Whether you want to admit it or not, you do. 100%, whereas, bro. 100%. Whereas, men can, I, I, whereas I feel like men can be like, they can cheat on a woman and just, just, just bang it and just be like, oh, all right, I want to go back to my, to my girl. Mm. No, you're right. 100%. Ooh, I don't know how our women listeners will feel about this. If y'all feel look, mad at us, I, look, I just can't. I, I, don't, I don't. I guess I have to talk to someone with that mindset. I just can't see that mindset. Like, I just can't see you going back to somebody knowing that you just slept with someone. Like, that just doesn't make see, any sense to that's me. That's half America, like, baby. With, without, no, yeah, I mean, without, like, without, like, no, no remorse, no like attack. That's half America, that. baby. Well, I mean, it's, it's like it's like <laughs> you know, what you were just saying about how the girl needs the emotional attachment to be able. To, to make that step to cheat. Right. Well, I mean, like, especially for some... I mean, I'm not going to say that there aren't girls out there that are, are scummy and will just sleep with dudes who have girlfriends just because. But, I mean, for... There are some... You, like, especially if it's, you know, it's someone that knows that you are in a relationship, like, there ain't no way that that's just happening to happen without, well, like, a little no, bit of, yeah. like... That's the emotional shit. That's what I'm talking about. Like, right. me being at work, and I know that these bitches want to fuck me, but I know they got a boyfriend, you feel me? But at the same time, you don't push, you don't push the motherfucking, uh, you don't push the envelope, you feel me? I've been watching- You gotta I, let I them to do of, it. I watch a lot of chick shows, right? Don't judge me, all right? 
I'm an avid watcher of Grey's Anatomy. You feel me? It's all about the looks you give them. It's all about the looks you give I watch Grey's Anatomy as well. Well, then look. You know what I'm saying? You already know. It's all about the looks you give them. You know what I'm saying? You got to give them that Dr. Shepard look and just look at this guy. I don't know what it do when it do, baby. Because when you get that look, they already know what it is, man. You ain't got to speak no words, baby. So for me, honestly, I know when women are fed up with their men. You ain't got to talk about it, though. You feel me? There's a you lot of there's a lot of women I help through these troubled times. Look at this guy, the goalie. He scores on the goalie. I still, I still love my daughter. But at the end of the day, I'm going to have to teach a game when she get old enough. You yeah, feel me? you see? Because I can't let her get played. You feel me? And her daddy know exactly... All the tips and tricks when it comes to that game, you feel me? <laughs> so she gonna be a she gonna be a dog guy. She gonna come home with a nice ass bracelet. I'm like, where the fuck you got that from? Look at Some this dumb guy. nigga in tenth grade. I'm well, like, I gotta get to that bag. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, <laughs> uh, he gonna gonna raise a little a monster. I, I be, am. I guarantee. Get these niggas. Ah, Light skin monster. I'm already telling. <laughs> she got green eyes, bro. It's him, over. Bro. It's over. Get the get she the bag. She got the tan with the green eyes, and she's you, nine months old, bro. Do you she's think gonna be a killer? Get the, get the bag, shit. Get the bag. The fuck. <laughs> I am the, scared for them little boys. She is final. gonna be a killer. <laughs> the final topic we have today is something me and Shuba were talking about, based on the Bachelorette and uh, based on P fussing at uh, the Bachelorette for having sex with other uh, men in the show because he was absent and he had a problem with sex. And this led to the thing of, how do we feel about abstinence? The, I mean, obviously we know how we feel because none of us are absent. We already broke that. But the question is, how do we feel about abstinence? Could you date a girl who is practicing abstinence? At this I, point here, in your life. I'll, I'll start with it because, like, what I was explaining is, you know, even after I had... had lost my virginia i got in a relationship with a girl who was doing that and i mean i thought she was solid enough that i would be willing to to do that eventually i didn't feel the same so I, i'm no longer in that obviously uh but i mean like in the case of today like if i met someone that was solid enough you know at 25 that was already what makes someone solid something enough? like that um checks all the boxes, man. Like, if you meet someone that you think could be, like... Ain't nobody check all the damn boxes, you. <laughs> you ain't living in a fucking fairy tale. I was trying to let... I was trying to be nice and let you do your thing, but you ain't talking out your ass, you. Ain't no bitch finna make me go abstinent. Ain't no bitch finna make my dog Shoop go abstinent. And ain't no bitch finna make my dog Ling go abstinent. That's a bunch of bullshit, man. You out here trying to save your pussy for Christ? You saving your pussy for... Christ, I should laugh. Bitch, you acting stupid. You better give me them draws. I got time for that shit, man. Fuck that. Fuck that. But go ahead with y'all saying. No, all I'm saying is, like, at at the time in your life now, I doubt that there's going to be, like, a very long period of time where you'd have to go through that. Like, let's say, like, if I started dating a girl next week, and like a year later, she wanted to get engaged. Like, that's how quick these things go. You would do it. See, okay, wait, that's what. when, what age is marriage okay for us? Look, is in the person? South, look, first of all, y'all acting like y'all wasn't raised in the South. Marriage is acceptable in the South at 20 fucking Bro, one, that's the, right? that shit fucks me up. That shit is scary. But it's, y'all can't act like y'all wasn't raised. Right. Y'all wasn't was like y'all wasn't raised. No, no, no. That, no, no, no. I don't mean like y'all was not. You didn't even let me finish my sentence. Oh, my Y'all bad, was raised yeah. around people that were getting married at that age. Oh, yeah, for sure. Me? Definitely. Bro, I don't got no... I got two friends that are married that I went to high school with. 
I want you to know, I graduated with 500 people. Two Jeez. people are married, right? Y'all got people wild. that graduated the year, that, that got married the year after they graduated type shit. <laughs> you right. No, you right. And for me, that's, that's insane. So Yeah, that's, that's insane to me too. <laughs> it, it, I, it really yeah, depends, I don't think it's but she gotta be motherfucking fire for me to wait for that pussy. Because I'm telling you <laughs> right now, know. Lynn, if that pussy not fire, I'm killing her. <laughs> <laughs> Put me in jail right now. I'm killing the bitch if she can't suck dick. And I'm yeah. waiting. And you the know what? Thing. She can't suck dick because she's abstinent. Oh, Yo, I'm crazy. Yo, Yo, I'm the, crazy, bro. The funny thing is, is the fake abstinent girls who are like, oh, yeah, no, I can do everything, but, and you can put it in my butthole. But oh, yeah. see, well, yeah, that's different. That's fake abstinence, like you said. That's fake. But, like, if she's telling me that, you know, she's abstinent, abstinent, I'm thinking to myself, it's like, I'm not about to leave anybody who can't suck dick. Yeah, she can't. No, you would just get kisses and 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 uh dry. And she can't even fucking tongue kiss at that. Probably she out here tongue kissing niggas. Kiss, I, I, I mean, all, all I'm saying is, is I don't think experience is is like I don't think that just because that they don't have all the experience of doing that 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 doesn't mean that they okay. Can't no, be no, good no. At it. no, no, I, I I don't disagree with that. But they, I, that also means that they could not be good at it. You got me. Well, I mean, that. I'm not taking that chance. Look, come with your dick. Come with your dick sucking experience. She I'm not to trying be, to train nobody, man. I'm with you. She would have to be. She would have to be the bit like. I would have to be like in love. She gotta in, be fired, dog. Yeah, like it would have to be like. It she would have gotta to be a circumstance. She gotta, and like he not, said, she gotta check all the boxes. Yeah, she gotta check every box, every box, and then check two extra boxes. Yeah. And just. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But like to everybody that practices abstinence, good for you. And like if that's what you believe in. Good for you. Nobody, nobody, I'm not hating on any of that. If you believe in that shit, I'm judging you. Because you a crazy motherfucker. You was a crazy motherfucker. You can find me at where Brooklyn at on all social medias. And come to me with your quarrels. Because, yes, I'm fucking judging you. You got me fucked up. And that's that's marketing. for. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's Brooklyn with a Q. Yeah. That's for marketing purposes. Get the fuck out of here. I ain't got time for that shit, man. You ain't practicing abstinence, bro. I couldn't even spell abstinence till like two years ago. You talking about abstinence? You gonna get this dick? Get the this fuck out of here, bro. That's thing ridiculous. Is this nigga uh. is stupid, but oh, that's all the time we have today, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> Brooklyn, tell the people what well, you just told them. Where Brooklyn at? So. You can find me at where Brooklyn at, and that's Brooklyn with a Q. Not a K. That's for marketing purposes. Because we're not trying to get sued. Shuby, tell the people they can find you on all social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ashuber14. No bros who binge this week because we we're already gearing up it. for a... Oh, yeah, we did. We just dropped one earlier in this week for the Comic-Con special, kind of wrapping up everything that happened. You got the Marvel slate, and then we also reviewed Lion King. Um, pretty soon here this week, probably as you're listening to this right now, I'll have something put up where I'm going to... Uh, give a poll. I want to know what was the best Disney movie that came out this summer, and I'm going to go throw back links if you haven't heard our reviews for those because they were all pretty fire reviews. Yeah. And um, and yeah, so we're, we've got the 50th episode coming up, and that's going to come out next week because we're getting everything set up for a fun, exciting episode. And we're going to have the season of Pitch It. This season will begin in episode 50. The competitors this year, some of them include... Where Brooklyn at? Charles oh, Reeves. Shit. 
Justin Batiste, maybe. We don't know if Justin, Justin's just Yeah, I don't be, know. Justin Justin's going to be an announcer. Up. Yeah, Justin, I'm about to say he's going to be the announcer. Yeah. Justin will be one of the announcers. He'll come People on and like, announce. I don't know, bro. The last movie I seen was Get Richard Die Trying. Yeah, exactly. So the competitors are where Brooklyn at. <laughs> Charles Reese, Chris SJE, co-host of Anime Talks, come and play. We have Jake Madison from Locked On Pels. Shamit Dua from Bourbon Street Shop. Nola, Nola Pels read it. Shout out to our guy. And we have Subculture Vulture, a.k.a. Justin BP from the Subculture Vulture podcast. And we still have me and Schubert. And we're going to have another person to make the league a 10-man league. It's yes. exciting. We're going to have, we're gonna at the end of the year, we're going to crown the pitch it champion. And, and it won't be year, Linden. Next year, they're going to have to defend their belt. The, the championship begins on in the cha- the playoffs start in December. So be ready. Pitch is coming live to you. Everybody's going to play everybody at least once before the uh, championship. Or at least it'll be in the, uh, January, something like that. The season's, the season's going to stretch until... In, until the next season, but we're gonna we're gonna crown a champion at the end of this year. Maybe maybe like January 2020, something like that. So be something excited, like man! I'm excited for pitching. Brooklyn, you might be playing uh, in the 50th episode. We're gonna let you know after the show. All right, sounds so, good. But, but you be sure to check out this week's episode, of Bros Who Binge. No new anime talk. Be sure to check out Prime Time was back. Charles sat down with uh with Brian B. Enemy to talk all things Saints and Pels. Thank you. Every- oh, and also our guy Julian, uh, our guy Juju dropped. An article on uh, the Bros Who Think website talking about can the Saints repeat their dominance? Saints fans, if you want to see what he thinks, go check that out on the hey, website. Hey, they just signed Ziggy Hood. Oh, we did! Shout out yeah. Ziggy Anza? No, Hood. Who's, who's Ziggy Hood? He can't, he's a D lineman, came from the Redskins. He's supposed to be one of the, the top uh, D lineman free, free agents. Okay, cool. Go Saints 100. But you check out. Remember, thank you for listening, everybody. Remember what I said. If you subscribe to, if you follow the Twitter and help us get to 500, we will pull from that from that uh, followers list to give our merch to for Capsule One. Be on the lookout for that. We'll see you guys at MechaCon this week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Until then, for Brooklyn, for Schubert, for Savannah, my name is Lennon. You guys have a great week. Be easy and peace. Man, some time I ride my tennis chain. Some time is Cuban link. Some time I wanna fuck with you. Some time I need my peace. Some time I turn up in the club. Time I don't even drink. I know my homie looking like a sorrow with me. Some time I push up on these hoes. Some time I wanna speak. Some time I'm antisocial cause there's something wrong with me. Sometimes I wanna settle down. Some time I'm doing me. I know that sound crazy, but that's just the way it be. Hey, one, two. Don't let me get the three for you. I will fuck up 40 G's. Jury from Pristine, no you said it's something wrong with me. Look, money, money, yeah, yeah. Keep it on me, yeah, yeah. Women rice it, Ronnie, the regular Tony, yeah, yeah. Got so many sins, now it's weighing on me.